Hello and welcome to 60MW. I'm Chris and I am joined as always by the most amazing man in the whole wide world. It is the lovely Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. Happy New Year or moderate New Year or hopefully better year or just year. Yes. Well, yes. Um, Happy New Year to you and to our lovely listeners. Um, And yes, we are back. It's 2021. Crazy. Relaxed. Raring to go. Yeah. Um, We had a little bit of time off. I did anyway. I didn't record a podcast in December. Um, Just fancied a break. Uh, I mean, I have done in the past, you know, when we did the same coin, we we always used to have our Christmas special, didn't we? Which sort of like would be the, you know, the podcast that we, the last one we do of the year, which would be sort of like usually the week, you know, or two before Christmas. And it usually be a bit drunken as well. But we did that. We did that in November, didn't we? I think. Yeah. Well, Ben did anyway. (laughs) <laughs> yes uh so that's that was fun i'm sort of like well I, i've already listened to it when i was editing it but I, i'm listening back to it as, as well i think you know i'm about an hour and a half to two hours into it so and yeah i don't think he sort of descended into the you know kind of <laughs> well what's the point in having a new xbox or you know why have i got a 25 year old muff <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it's crap. <laughs> um, you know, sort of. But anyway, that was fun. Um, so no, but anyway, we are here. This that's another show. That's that's a, an ABC of gaming, which hopefully yeah. this year we'll be doing sort of more semi regular. I know we say that all the time, but yeah, um, I think we we are sort of like more committed to doing a at least a bi monthly show, uh, which will be good. Um, yeah, but fuck that. This is this is our serious journalism show. It is, yes. Well, sort of. <laughs> Where we talk about uh, films from our childhood. Uh, it's a it's a spotlight reflection show is the official title. Um, but yeah, it's one. It's an idea that you came up with going back. Fuck me, is it the end of twenty eighteen now? I've lost track um, of time no, completely. Oh no, it was it was start last year, wasn't it? Oh, was it twenty nineteen? <clears throat> I think yeah, when, when something happened. Oh, that was it. September twenty nineteen. Yes. Oh, okay. Was it? Yes. All right. Okay, it wasn't that then. <laughs> it was just before <coughs> all that uh, stuff. Yeah, but I can't think of why now. Oh, fuck it, it don't matter, does it, we're here. Wee. <laughs> but it, it, we, we are, yes, we, we are, it was your idea, because you, you hmm. wanted to chat about films from your childhood that you haven't seen yeah. for a very long time, and, uh, you know, let's see what they're like. Do we still like them? Do, do our memories, you know, um, live up to the expectation of what the movies are like now, and all that kind of jazz? So, uh, we've done quite a few, and, and they're all on 60mw.co.uk, so uh, go to the podcast's link at the top, and then scroll down to spotlight and it will have all of the the shows that we've done plus the the spotlight i've forgotten how to do one of these uh the spotlight uh reflections tv show spin-off which we do as well uh which is similar uh but obviously focuses on a tv show from um uh, our younger years uh but and at the moment we're talking about sledgehammer which was Indeed. my pick um so there you are um, I have chosen my pick for that now. Should should Sledgehammer ever come to an end? Oh well, it will eventually, because uh, you know they only did two series of it and um, forty three episodes or forty one. Well, yeah, I know, but even if we did two a month, that's still another two. two well, it'd be another like two years. Oh god, 
don't know if you remember when Dave and Tina sort of like had that plan to do um, Married with Children show. Um, and no. I think they got about six episodes into it. And I think they calculated that if they did one, um, you know, it would still t- it would take them about five or ten years to to finish the whole series. You know, if they well, did do you one- remember that time... Um- Dave and Ben had a thing about doing Clint Eastwood films. Oh, I, I have a vague recollection of that. That was the thing, <laughs> wasn't it? Imagine how long that's going to take. <laughs> God, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, all that, they'll probably peg it before they get to the end. Or, I mean, yeah, Clint definitely. probably definitely will, I would imagine. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, Dave won't want to hear that because, you know, he loves Clint Eastwood and all that. So yeah, He's uh, not immortal, is he? Unless he is. Well, he, he might be. Um, apparently, he likes them spinners, or he did in his younger days. I, I didn't what, know fidget what fidget spinners. What's a spinner? Is it? A, I don't know. It's a is spinner. It a spinner. Yeah. One of those yeah. things that spacky people use to keep themselves entertained. <laughs> I think. I think a spinner is a is a term for sort of like a you know a hot young lady that I don't know if it sort of like relates to spinning on one's cock. Oh, uh, I, oh, you mean like um like having sex with a woman with no legs. <laughs> yeah, like that was it. Was it Boxing Helena? That film. <laughs> yeah, never, yeah. Never saw that, but you no, know. me neither. Actually, oh, there we go. That's the next pick. Um, no, anyway, <laughs> we we have got a huge long list, and I, and I said to you just before we started recording that I'm in two minds as to which one to do next. Mm. Um, so I, it will do a sort of a fifty-fifty thing at the end. But anyway, we are here for this particular episode to talk about. Drum roll! It was your pick. So, what is it we're here to talk about? Toy soldiers. <laughs> okay, I was expecting. I have no idea why I said it like that, but yeah, it's yeah. toy soldiers from nineteen ninety one. Yes, um, and so um, I've seen this film before once, only once. Uh, couldn't remember a great deal about it but um yeah released in april um in 1991 um starring uh who we've got in this so we've got sean astin who's probably Mm -hmm. one of the most recognizable actors in the um the film uh who plays a character called billy tepper yes uh will beaton uh, yes from star trek yes the next generation i believe and uh, he, was he in Stand By Me as well? Shit, I think he was an old, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was one of the kids. Yes, he was. Uh, yeah. he, so, uh, child child actors. Uh, yeah. Keith Coogan, who plays a character called Snuffy Bradbury. Um, good old Snuffy. What's he from? Now you're asking. Because uh, no, he, he, he either looks like someone else who's older... But if you're the life, I've got a picture. I've got a picture in my head now of an older man, but it's definitely not him because the person I'm thinking of is from '80s films, maybe. Mm. So it definitely isn't him. So who the fuck is it? I don't I, know. I don't okay. know. I don't know. Um, mm. uh, and then you've got Andrew Divoff, uh, who's uh, plays a character called Louis Kelly, who's the yeah. bad guy. Um, uh, Arlie Ermy who uh, you've probably seen in lots of army films. Uh, he was actually in the army, um, and uh, then he, he, you know, went on. He was the drill sergeant in Full Metal Jacket. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, he's been in lots of sort of like films and army-related stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's sort of typecast. Yes. But, it, it, you know, if you do something 
well, and then why not? I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, and then you've got, um, I, and I completely forgotten he was in this. Uh, Denham Elliott, um, who people will recognise, obviously from uh, Indiana Jones, I would imagine, and Trading yes. Places, as the butler. Yeah. Um, oh, Christ, what's his name in Indiana Jones now? I only watched it yesterday as well. This is terrible. Oh, did um, you? Oh, um, fuck me. Uh, Brody. Yes. There we go. There you go. Uh, Lou Gossett Jr. Don't forget Lou Gossett Jr. Oh, no, no. I was, I, was, <laughs> I was getting to him. I was just going to say about <laughs> yeah, Denim Elliott. Always last, aren't they? Hey, hey. <laughs> I was just going to say about Denim Elliott, actually. Okay. Um, you know, that um, this was one of his final roles before he died in 1992. Yeah. Um, just thought I'd mention that. Sorry, I was getting to pluck in Louis Gossett Jr. Um, what do you re- remember him from then? Uh, Go on, since you're his number one fan, Jaws three and Iron Eagle. Ah, uh, right, okay. That's See, about me a lot, really. He just sort of popped up in a lot of. Well, I say a lot. He may not have done, but he seems to pop up in quite a few films in that era. Mm. So I remember him from, um, you can tell where your influences are and where mine are a little bit, um, An Officer and a Gentleman, um, <laughs> yeah. one of my favourite films as a child, um, and, um, uh, oh God, what was it? Um, he was the alien in Enemy Mine with uh, Dennis Quaid as well. Oh shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also The Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, uh, yeah. He was a detective yeah. in that. <clears throat> I don't know why I just remember him in those films in particular. I think it's because yeah. um, I just do. <laughs> There's no real special reason. Yeah, I do remember him from Iron Eagle as well. And uh, like you said, those are the films that I, he's sort of most well known for. But um, but there you go. Um, so this, I noticed when I was looking into it today, that this is uh, directed by Daniel Petrie Jr., mm. um, who wrote um, the Beverly Hills Cop movies, um, which I thought was interesting. And he's one of the yeah. writers on this as well. Yeah, there you go. Yes, I, I admit I didn't look up too many people or anyone because I was I was running a bit late on this. Somehow we've had a month to watch it, and I watched it this afternoon like a plum. <laughs> well, that's totally, totally fine. To be fair, I watched it mm. yesterday as well. So, uh, um, but I just want to talk about Sean Aston a little bit, obviously, because um, you know, I suppose, what are your sort of thoughts about Sean Aston? You know, what do you most remember him for? Uh, Goonies was my yes. first thing playing. Uh, Mikey, Mike, Mickey, whatever they want to call him. Uh, not so much this, because I've only seen this once. Uh, then, more or less, it was recently, Stranger Things. And before that, little fat, closet, homosexual, Samwise Ganji in Lord of the Rings. Yes. Um, never yeah, it... as a man wanted to fuck another hobbit so much, but the other hobbit <laughs> was just interested in an entirely different type of ring. <laughs> yeah, I always think about that. The, 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 um, the crack of doom... Um, I think he's actually called that, and you know, it sort of just want to destroy the One Ring in within the crack of doom. Um, it always makes me chuckle, but still, um, yeah. It's, funnily enough, I watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy um, recently over the last few days. Yeah, and uh, it's been a while since I've watched them. You know, when they came out, I was a huge, huge fan. I used to watch them yeah. all the time, and uh, I, I completely forgotten that the the uh, special edition Blu-ray comes on in two parts. So it's you have to swap the disc around. It's that really? long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even um, on a Blu-ray, Crikey. even on a yep, even on a Blu-ray, you have to because uh, the the 4K versions just come out. I think so. Um, uh, yeah. 
I, I must admit, I'm not that fussed about all of that kind of stuff. So um, I, I was watching it on Blu-ray. It looks really nice anyway, still, even so. But, um, and sort of, I know, that, and I still love those films, you know, they're still great films, you know, but uh, the third film, obviously Return of the King, won all the Oscars and, and all the plaudits and everything else, you know, and I think there's part of, a, it was a culmination of the three films, if you like. Yeah. And, because it was a, you know, a, a such a, a huge kind of overseeing and, and you know really spectacular films i have to say you know i don't know what you think of lord of the oh, no, I, I loved them i i avoided them for a few years um because i was like i'm gonna be into no fucking dragon shit i'm well hard uh, it turned out <laughs> <laughs> it turned out i'm just a fucking geek and i really like them hmm. uh, although the second one's the best Yes, I. And funnily enough, I think that. I mean, I, I used to. I still do. You know what I mean. I, I, the, I'd love um, the Fellowship of the Ring, and <laughs> I'd get really emotional. You know, in points of it, and, and not so much now. And I don't know if it's because I'm turning into an old, wizened old fucker. Uh, you know, and I'm losing my emotions as I get older. But um, I used to cry a lot to to them, like you know, when uh, Boromir dies at the end of the first film. Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and stuff like that. You know, and. Uh, yeah. but, the second, but I do, I think I, I do agree with you that I think the second film is possibly my favourite out of the lot. I mean, the third one, there's loads of payoff, obviously, there's some really amazing yeah. moments. And I must, again, watching it, knowing that we were going to be doing this and talking a bit about Sean Aston and whatever, um, it, it, it's kind of, I'm shocked a little bit that he wasn't nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor because he is really He's good. good. Really good. Uh, you know, not not saying he's not in the first and the second film, but in the third film in particular, he is awesome. Like, he, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of emotional stuff going on, but he is really the emotional sort of like anchor of that film that, you know, because obviously him and his relationship with Frodo is a bit fractured because of Gollum and whatever. And, and he, you know, the whole scene where he confronts uh, Shelob, the giant spider, you know, it's it's really good, you know, and, and it's it's... Yeah, it's great. Really, really great. I tried to introduce my um, my kids to it, my eight-year-old and my four-year-old. They sort yeah. of <laughs> grudgingly sat down and watched the first film, but then at the end of it said, I didn't like that, Dad. I was like, fuck you, then I'll watch it myself. They're great films because, you know, in the violence terms, like, you know, heads get lopped off and things go flying and all sorts of stuff. And then yeah. when it came to the Hobbit films afterwards, they just felt really sanitised and over CGI and they were awful. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, the originals were great. I think the sec- I prefer the second one. I think because it's all built up towards one battle at the end, more or less. So there's a big build up to it, and it pays off. Whereas the third one's got just as much stuff going on, but perhaps too much because you're fritting between different battles all the time. So mm. I don't know, the second one's a bit more focused, but the third one's it does pay off well, and it, it, it's as good as it could have been trying to wrap all of that shit up in one. In one go. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're not here to talk about Lord of the Rings. No, we're not. Um, <laughs> although I do agree with you. I mean, I went to see The Hobbit at the um, the cinema. Because there was all that thing, wasn't it? Oh, Peter Jackson, you know, he's experimenting with, with filming. And he's f- filming it at a different frame rate and all this, that, and yeah. the other all bollocks. And uh, just quite came being really disappointed with, the, with them. You know, it just they didn't have that sense of sort of like scale. Uh, no. You know, or you know, sense of awe uh, uh, like the the others did. It was uh, lacking the awe, the humour, the action, but like in a, I don't want to say believable because we're talking about bloody orcs and wizards and stuff. But I don't, everything just looked so much weird, false, and fake, and yeah. wrong. I don't know. Just didn't like the look of any of them at all. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I still haven't watched the third one. I still haven't bothered because I just thought, I can't be arsed with this. It's just not capturing. Uh, I, I did me. to get out of the way and it was just like, yeah, right, that's that then. Yeah, there you go. Um, but anyway, like I said, uh, <laughs> sort of segue, as we always do when we do talk yeah. about these, uh, you know, when we do these shows. Uh, so anyway, Toy, sh- toy Show Joes. Uh, you want say Toy t- Story then? I'll talk. Uh, yes. I'll do my best. <laughs> Can't get my fucking teeth in. Toy, toy soldiers so why did you pick this what are your memories of it and what was the reason why you picked it do you know what i'm not entirely sure cause i don't think i put it, even put it on the list but um it, it literally popped into my head and i have no idea why um i've only ever seen it once the only recollection i had was people were saying it's a bit like die hard with kids mm. And apart from having Sean Astin in it, I couldn't remember anything else about it at all. I knew it was about spoilers, but we're going to do that anyway. Uh, I remember it something about terrorists and a school, and that's it. And I said, I've only seen it once. Very little recollection of it. It, it literally just popped into my head, so I thought, oh, we'll watch that. Mm. No, good choice, to be fair, because like I said, it's similar to you. I've only ever seen it once, and... Uh, I was probably well, I've been about fourteen, fifteen when I would have watched this. Um, didn't watch it at the cinema; it would have been a VHS watch. Um, and um, I, I, my memory of it was not great, if I'm being honest. Um, I, I sort of like thought, yeah, it was just a bit of, yeah, you know. It, uh, it, <coughs> sorry, I've got I've got a bit of a frog in my throat. Um, I think I'm the same. I, I don't recall loving it. Um, I think. I could be wrong here because it was definitely a rental, and I may have rented it um, from the same video shop where I remember once I rented Backdraft out, mm. and the bloke behind the counter said, "Because I'd um, go," I said, I "Yeah," I said, "I don't know what film to rent," and he goes, "Do you like Terminator 2? And I was like, "Yeah," and he said, uh, "Try, uh, try Backdraft." I was like, "Why?" He goes, "Because it's basically Terminator 2 with fire." Which is the weirdest <laughs> description of backdraft I've ever heard in my life. That's awesome. But he may have said something about Toy Soldiers as well. I don't think it was a new film. They specialise in you know, five, six-year-old films or whatever. But I may have rented it out from the same place, probably on the recommendation of this idiot. Hmm. Oh, that is probably like you said. That is amazing. That what a description of backdraft. It's like Terminator Two, but with fire. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking. Oh, it's like. Sentient fire that's trying to kill people. Yeah. Not really. No. Um, but there you go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, kind of coming into this, I didn't really have, or I had low to sort of like medium expectations, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. like I said, it's it's a film I've only ever seen once and not, well, you know, like I said, f- fucking years ago, uh, which is the whole point of this. Um, but uh, on IMDb, it's got not got a bad score. It's 6.6 out of 10, and that's based on 19,528 um, ratings. Um, its Metacritic isn't as good, though. It's got a 46 um, Metacritic score, and that's out of 20 uh, critical reviews. Do you want, should we yeah. take take a few, as we always do? Go on, you, you, take, yeah. the, you take one of the top ones. <clears throat> I have to take a drink. I'm just, I don't know why I've got something in my throat. I think I've been sucking too much cock. <laughs> well, it is. It has been the holidays, so what, treat it. <coughs> treat yourself. Why not? Either that, I'm just not used to talking to anyone. No, that's possibly <laughs> it. Yeah. Right. Ooh, let's see. Top, top, top of the top. Let's go with. We'll go for the top, top, which is 75. This is from the Orlando Sentinel. 
which is where I get all my uh, reviews from. Mm. Uh, and it states, although Daniel Petrie Jr., who directed and co-wrote Toy Soldiers with David Kep, based on William P. Kennedy's novel, has never before directed a movie, he sure knows how to keep things moving. Even with its faults, Toy Soldiers gets by a lot of the time. Mm. Which is, hang on, it sounds quite good. It gets by a lot of the time. It's hardly glowing praise, is it? Considering it's the top review, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and but, it's his first film. Yeah. And I was going to say, uh, you know, considering it was his, I suppose, directorial debut, um, yeah. you know, fair play. Uh, so I'll take one of the middling ones then. So, um, oh, I like this one. Entertainment um, by Owen Gleiberman. Um, it's Dead Poet Society meets Die Hard. Um the movie is competent, smoothly photographed, and pretty much free of false baby Rambo heroics. Uh, it's so inoffensive that you can almost overlook its central drawback, that the students don't have much personality. And then finally we've got one, some one of the... Oh, is that, is that it? Yes! <coughs> I, thought, I didn't think that was going to be the end. I was waiting for the next sentence. Oh, so, no, that's it. I could read you the full review if you really want me to. There is a link. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you're quite okay. Okay. Um, I'll go for a, for bottom of the barrel. Um, I've got one from the TV Guide, uh, which gives it a whopping twenty Ooh. by a non-credited staff writer. Oh, so well. probably means someone wrote in on review page or something. Anywho, uh, they say unfortunately Petrie's idea of dramatic tension is to expose more boyish flesh as the movie progresses. And as more lumpy young pectorals, pectorals are flashed, more and more people and objects are exploded. All of this is accompanied by a persistently obnoxious soundtrack that features patriotic fanfares. And as for the four different plots, and as the um, and as the four different plots bump into each other like blinded laboratory animals, we begin to feel empathy, if not pity, for everyone involved. Mm. All right, yeah. calm down. Not credited staff member. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, so there you go. Um, it, it came out, it was, uh, according to Wikipedia, the uh, the budget was uh, uh, just over $10 million or $10 million. And uh, it um, made $15 million domestic. So made its money back. And yeah, then, then a, bit a little profit. bit. Yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. worldwide, it made a little bit more back, I'd imagine. So That's not bad. It gives you enough money to go and get some food. Yes, not a, not a huge hit, but still right. not a complete flop either. Um, so there you are. Right then, shall we uh, get to the trailer and then come back and have a little chat about the film? Yeah, although we, we didn't do the plot summary. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, do it. Well, if you sit down for this one, it's a long one. Um, when terrorists seize control of a boarding school, a group of troublemaking boys decide to resist them. See, I've got a slightly different one on IMDb. Where did, where did you get that from? Oh, that was Metacritic. Oh, there you are. So it, oh. it's, it's similar, but it's sort of just worded slightly differently. It says here, a group of troublemaking boys decide to take a stand when terrorists seize control of their boarding school. Well, it's the same thing, isn't it? Just, just with a different wordage. Yes, yeah. wordage. There you go. Anyway, right, so we'll uh, listen to the trailer and then we'll come back and we'll chat about the film. So here you go. Yes. The Regis School for Boys, where the country's best families... Hey, bring that back here! ...send the world's worst students... 
you're going to kick me out, kick me out. Let's make four prep schools in four years. You're trying for the Guinness Book of Records? But these boys are in for a real shock. Fuego! If you do not produce my father unharmed, I will begin executing the hostages. I'm sure by now you have discovered who their parents are. Chairman of the Armed Services Committee. Vice Chairman of the Republican Party. What does your father do, William? Contractor. According to this, he owns the third largest construction company in the world. Yeah, he's a contractor. My boys, many of them, they have a real problem with authority. Are you with me or not? Of course we'll meet you. But if you get a shot, we're going to be PO'd. I have the assault force in a staging area five minutes away. You have seen these orange wires. These are wired to explosives. The kid can get the other students out of the line of fire. If any one of these wires is cut, they will explode! This kid has been kicked out of two schools. Or well, three schools. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's a detonator. He's got guts. He's a leader. Come on. Billy says he can do it. I gotta believe he can. That's the signal. All right. We're really gonna do this? You bet. soldiers so there you go that was the trailer um i watched it earlier on it's fairly standard stuff really isn't it it's uh i don't there was nothing that stood out for me particularly um no. it didn't have tons and tons of spoilers in it i have to say I, like, no uh, unlike the last few we've watched it was you got the idea of the plot but it didn't take you through the film beginning to end in the exact order that you'll watch things on screen so. mm. Yeah, so, so that enough. was quite good. Yeah, like Stone Cold, when we did talked about Stone Cold, you watched the trailer, <laughs> it gave away loads of the, what happens, didn't it? You yeah. Know? Um, but there you go. Uh, so, and also the running time, it's uh, a bit above what you would expect for sort of a film of, of this era. Um, an hour and 50 minutes. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think it was that long, to be fair. So, um, and how did you watch this, just out of interest? I watched this on DVD. You got it on DVD? Yes. Ooh, or you had it on DVD or you bought it no, on DVD? I bought it because I just happened to look in the smelly shop or I checked online in the smelly shop for what they were selling it for. And if I turns out by sheer luck, one of the ones that was about a mile away from me had one for 50p. Wow, that is amazing. That is mm. awesome. That puts me to shame because I watched it on a on a hooky, hooky link. Did you? <laughs> thing. <laughs> I did start. Well, there is. It is on YouTube, but then I think oh, the quality it? The quality of it is shocking, and I think it's like it plays it at sort of a, you know slower than it should be. Yeah. Uh, so it's like on for like two hours because <laughs> it's stretched out a bit. Um, but there you go. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm not sure if it had a Blu-ray release, but yeah, DVD is where I I saw it. Um, lots of special features. Uh, menu. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh, it's one of those DVDs where that is a special feature. Yes, and it's Chapter the only selection. special feature. Yeah, oh, subtitles. Yeah, yeah. Not, even a, not even the trailer. <laughs> oh, it's a bit mm. of a shocker, isn't it? Never mind. Um, I'll have to have a look whilst uh, you're talking, perhaps, to see if there, it, it did have a... I think it may have had a release, um, you know. So, um, just talk for a moment. About what? <laughs> About what? My, 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 my ambiguity towards celery. 
Yeah. I, um, could, I, could, I can take it or leave it, to be honest. Um, I don't really taste it much. I know they say there's negative calories in it, but it's a bit boring to eat. Um, not sure I like it cooked too much. My mum used to put it in casseroles. Wasn't the f- my favourite thing in the world, but it wasn't exactly offensive. I'd uh, much rather eat. Well done. Okay, okay, you can stop okay. now. Um, right, sorry. It's, it's because when I put the sort of like Twitter post up, and I thought I, I, that looks familiar to me. It, it was actually released um, as part of the cult movie collection by One Hundred and One Films, which um, we happen to write a lot of reviews for. So there you are. Head over to One Hundred and One dot uk. One Hundred and One Films, and um, and you can buy it if you want to. So there you go. Or you can I've go to the... 50, I've paid 50p. What more do you want, blood? <laughs> or you can go I've to paid the... some money for it. <clears throat> I, want to see, I'm, I want to see if there's actually any special features on it now. Because you've got me intrigued. Um, I was going to say, like, eight-hour retrospective. Yes. Um, what was it called again? Toy Soldiers. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is good podcasting. Um they do still have it, and also, if you're interested, uh, another Lou Gossett Jr. film. They've got Firewalker on there with Chuck Norris. He's bought that up. Uh, it's it's actually on sale at the moment. You could uh, you can buy it. I don't know if there are any. I'm surprised we haven't done a review of it. To be honest with you, I'd have thought that we would have done. Um, that, but there you are. Anyway, thank you, nice. thank you for the uh, consumer information. <laughs> that was well worth it. Uh, right. So as always. Um, how many pages of notes have you written about this film? <coughs> well, two, four, seven. A four sides. Six. I'm surprised. I thought it was going to come in at a bit more, but I'm, I'm you know, I'm out of practice. Oh. And some of these lines are fuller than I'd like them to be, but never mind. They're also fucking awful again. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. I was writing this. Writing this. I was watching this earlier, and it was rather dark. So. The fact that I can see some of them is a bonus. Mm. I didn't put a light on, so I just wrote in the dark like a like a fucking idiot. That's good. Uh, I I did um, eight A4 pages as well, so uh, double sided. Huh. Uh, uh, you know, just to save some paper and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I always do double sided. You usually do single sided. Well, it depends what mood. God, it, it feels like I don't even fucking know you. <laughs> Um, but there again we're sort of on the money again aren't we you know close close so uh, although I will point out that I wrote slightly more than you did on this occasion Um, one out of 13 or whatever fine I'll give you that one no Uh, so film kicks off Mm. and uh, it's set in Colombia at the beginning (laughs) yeah we start in a completely different film and uh, yeah this was odd I have to say because uh, knowing what the film you know, is about having watched the trailer. Um, I can't, I genuinely didn't remember any of this at all. <laughs> me neither. Um, so, it, and it kind of made me think about Stone Cold a little bit because there's yep. a bit of, a bit of a siege um, going on. There's a shootout. There's loads of cops and, you know, kind of army people. Yeah. And um, news people running up with cameras and, the, well, one market stall exploding as someone absolutely sprays their gun all over the scene below. Yeah. Uh, now... For the DVD, did mm-hmm. it have subtitles? No. So when they were speaking what I'm presuming was Spanish, um, did you have any kind of idea of what they were talking about or what they were saying? Nada. Not a thing. 
I'm glad that's not because I thought, hang on, maybe this link I'm watching it on hasn't got any subtitles. Yeah, uh, well, I did pause it and think I put the fucking subtitles on. Where are they? But then yeah. they did they did pop up when the uh, when the fella spoke English. So yeah, so, so a little extra treat would... for all you Spanish people. You get a few lines that I don't know what they said. Yeah, because sometimes, I must admit, Netflix does this and it really annoys me. I watch films generally with subtitles on anyway, because I find that I pay more attention to them. Um, However, when it's a... There's like a bit of, say, foreign language spoken in an English-speaking film. It doesn't put the fucking subtitles on. It's like it will have the English subtitles on, but then when there's a foreign language being spoken, it just won't have them. What's the fucking point in that? Yeah, I'll tell you what anyway. winds me up. When you get a film where there's actually subtitles in the film itself, <clears throat> when you turn on the subtitles, it puts subtitles over the subtitles that exist in the oh. film. That riles me. Yes. Well, there you go. So it was kind Ooh. of like one of those things where you see, um, uh, you know, the, the head terrorist, as I named him. Yeah. Um, I called him Pody Tail at this point because that was the only thing I knew about him. He had a pody at tail. Yes. Uh, and he's in a courtroom and he's threatening like a judge uh, and there's a woman standing in the window. And well, the, yeah, because the, the judge isn't helping, is he? Because um, he wants his dad, basically, this poor terrorist. His, his, his dad's been done for some narcotics things and the judge is, you know, the judge isn't panicking, to be fair. He's being quite helpful, saying, look, the US have got him, so there's nothing I can do. Mm. And uh yeah. He speaks some Spanish to one of his lackeys who stood by a window because all of the um, hostages are lined up at the windows. And, um, yeah, he just elbows a woman in a pink dress out of this window. And <laughs> she falls a vast amount of time and splats on the stairs below. And we get to see her body on the steps. Yeah. That got my attention. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. It was like, I wasn't expecting that at all. Because no. in my head, I had this down as kind of like a kid's film in some ways. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, I didn't expect it to be quite as violent or having, having as much swearing in it as it did. Yeah. Um, like teenage home alone with terrorists. Yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, definitely. Something like that. So when this woman takes a header out the window uh, in the first <laughs> couple of minutes, I was like, fuck me. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so they all run up to the roof. And uh, they take the judge with them and all the terrorists. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I am getting cut some vibes of Die Hard here. Um, yeah. And then the, obviously the helicopters turn up and whatever. And um, they take the judge with them in a helicopter and um, then chuck him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, he, he did help them. They killed that woman. Obviously, they just had something a bit grander for this uh, for this judge. Because he doesn't do anything. It's not like he he kind of like gives them, you know, a bit of information or something whilst he's in their helicopter. And then they don't need him anymore. They just take him up in the helicopter and throw him out. Yeah, they wait till they're quite high. I thought they were taking him for collateral in case they need him later on. As you know, we've still got a hostage. Let us through to A, B or C or we'll shoot him. But they launch him out. And what I do like is not even... We don't even get a dummy. Mm. What we get get is a... uh, a, uh, skydiver with yeah. with uh, judge's robes a parachute underneath them because he's got an hunchback and, uh, and a mask but still yeah appreciate it and he falls and falls and falls yeah and uh, I was like oh, hello I don't remember any of this this could be quite nice yeah and also a, spl- a splat at a high altitude judge throwing yeah 
Yeah, and all, I mean, like the the woman who goes out the window again. That's not a dummy. That's like a practical effect. Yeah. Um, you know, so fair play. It's uh, if it would have been done these days, you perhaps would have had a bit of CG bullshit or whatever. Yeah. But um, and then completely, it's almost like. Well, that was the setup to to a certain degree. Um, now this is the real film, or this is the yeah. proper film. <laughs> it, it's like it, it feels like they recorded the end of one film, but then accidentally left it on because then we switched to the actual film film. Yeah, and we've got uh, this weird soundtrack that's kind of like halfway between Indiana Jones and Home Alone. Hmm. We've just seen you know people getting splattered on the road. It's weird. Mm. Yeah, it's it's almost like they gave the filmmaker a challenge. They said, right, we're going to give you the most random piece of film uh, and then you've got to make something out of it. And then, uh, there you go. <laughs> then it's yeah. like, okay, fair enough. So, um, there you are. Right, so yeah, it cuts to the school and mm-hmm. um, it's like, you know, typical, what you might, I'd imagine, sort of like, you know, um, posh boarding type school. Yeah, it's like the school in, school in Bully. The, uh, the Rockstar yeah. game. Yeah. Like that. But no girls. It's just purely a uh, man school. It's a, there, there are no females in this at all, are there? Uh, from memory. Uh, Joe, what? You might be right. I don't think there's a... Is, no, is there one? There's, uh, there's a voice. You've got a voice. <laughs> we'll get to that. Tra- Tracy Brooks-Swope plays yeah. Jennifer. Um mm. She she's in it, um, and that's it. I think. Yeah, so, I, I think you could be right. I don't think there's a single lady in this film. No, um, and there's kids jogging, you know, and yeah. uh, whatever. And then all of a sudden they pinch uh, sort of like a nightstick off one of the the guards at the the, yeah. the, the gates. And you could you could tell we're in a fantasy world because if they did that now, that that uh, even though he's a school patrolman or whatever, he'd get his gun out and shoot him in the face. Yeah, or mace them or something. Because yeah. uh, then it, Sean Aston starts to graffiti um, rejects onto the school yes. sign. Crosses out Regis, doesn't he? And, uh, yes. Um, and then there's, a again, sort of like, you, you're not entirely sure what's going on, but there's marshals that are in a room with Louis Gossett yeah. Jr., yeah, because they've been uh, told to go back to their dorm because the dean's in there. So we know that Lou Gossett Jr. is the dean. Yes. Uh, and th- then, so uh, Will Wheaton and Sean Aston are sort of eavesdropping. Uh, well, and not very, um, what's the word, subtly. Uh, yeah, because I thought these were going to be our three main characters. So you've got yeah, Will Wheaton, Sean Aston, and Blonde Child, because I can't have, don't know who that was. Uh, yeah, I thought they were going to be our three main characters. Also... When they were running, were they wearing football boots? I thought so, yeah. Because I was looking at how Will Wheaton was stood on Sean Astin, as in studs in the thighs. Yeah. And I thought, that's got to hurt. I thought that's exactly. Really fucking hurt. Yeah. No, I thought the same. Because uh, it does, they are wearing, because they play, um, I say, they play soccer. They kick a ball around. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, so I'm guessing that that is sort of a, you know, a thing that they would have done. But it did look as if he got studs in his shoes. Yeah. It's a peculiar way of, of picking someone up to look look through a window. Because he does, he sort of does a squat, doesn't he? Sean Aston. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Will Wheaton puts his feet on his thighs. Yeah. And then, so, it, so instead of getting on his shoulders, which it would be, I guess, the normal way that so you'd yeah. hoist somebody up... Um, 
just so, enough so he can peer through the the window at the top of the door. Yeah. Um, Weird. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, they're they're sort of like uh, eavesdropping uh, and they're asking questions or talking about this sort of kid's dad. Yeah, um, it turns out his his dad is uh, he's the federal judge in charge of dealing with Enrico Enrique Cali, is it? Uh, who is Luis Cali's dad? Okay. So I think he was the federal judge dealing with the prosecution of him. And they were saying that obviously all this shit's gone down in Colombia. We need to put you and your fam, or the, your family anyway, in uh, protective custody at some military base or something. Mm. So, he, oh, so he's he's gonna have to leave the school. So straight away we lose what one of what I thought was gonna be one of the main boys in the film. Yes, yeah, uh, and and then they get caught, don't they, by um, uh, Louis Gossett Jr. And yep. uh, then they so he says like you know you got to help him pack and whatever, um, and then he asks um, Sean Aston if you know he was off campus the other night, um, uh, you know because it turns out that uh, Sean Aston's character has been expelled from what is it three f- schools? Yeah, he's a bit of a lad, isn't he? Yes, <clears throat> kind of. Until you find out stuff about him later, but he's just a he's one of them scamps and. Uh... He's called Billy, so I find out his character name is now Billy at this point as well. I still can't think of what Lou Gossett Jr.'s character's called. I just put down as Dean the whole way through. Uh, I'm going to have to put my fucking glasses on now. Dean Parker. There you go. Oh, is it? Yes. What, what he's a Dean called Dean? Or is he just... <laughs> Dean Dean Parker. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of a scamp, but it's obvious that, um, that uh, the Dean, Dean Parker's got a wee bit of a soft spot for him. Hmm. Yeah, I think he's a bit. Although he's the dean, he's in charge. You, you, you get the feeling that he was a bit of a tear away himself when he was younger, perhaps. And yeah. he sort of sees a bit of himself in. Uh, you know, he sees the potential that's in Billy, um, but he also recognizes that he, he needs a bit of a um, a close eye on him yeah. because he's a, a troublemaker, love, sort of. Yeah. Um, but he's never a prick to him, is he? Really, he's no, not like. No, so, like uh, again. One of his other films, uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, Officer and a Gentleman. Have you seen that by any chance? I don't think I have, you know. So he plays a, a tough drill instructor in that, you know, and he's sort of like, he's really hard on Richard Gere's character. But he's never, like, uh, although he makes Billy wash pots and pans, I think that's the, you know, the worst um, punishment that he gives him. Uh, he's yeah. never, like, a real nasty twat to him. He's, he's just, you know... No, Billy's just a tit at the end of the day. Yeah, for, for vast parts of it, for vast areas of this film, he's a knobhead. So yes. I, I, you know, I'm probably closer to the Dean's age than I am Billy, so it's probably why I. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably why I sympathised with him. Yeah, um, and so anyway, uh, and also I think they find some of their pranks quite funny, don't they? Yeah. You know, yeah. they're never like it's never sort of like the. Um, you know, I'm thinking of The Simpsons where, um, what's his face? Uh, he's, he's always going, Smithers! Uh, no, not Smithers. What's his... Oh, the, the, uh, Superintendent Chalmers. What's his... Yes. Yeah, uh, Super what, Nintendo Chalmers, yeah. That's him, yeah. What's... Um, Skinner. Head? Skinner, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's always going, Skinner! He's, it, uh, he's sort of like they... I think that he find... Him and uh, Denham Elliott, who's the headmaster, uh, they find their pranks a little bit amusing. They're never... Yeah. Pissed off, particularly, are they? Amusing, and I think they admire some of the ingenuity. Yes, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Mm. 
Um, so then, anyway, then we go to um, Billy's. Bye, uh, bye, blonde boy. Bye. Yes. Yeah, it was nice to see you for like two minutes. Um, <laughs> he must have thought, "Oh, cool! I'm going to be one of the kids in this film called Toy Soldiers." And then he got his script through the post, and it's like, "Why is it one page long?" <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah. My notes are longer than his fucking script. Um, <laughs> and so then, anyway, um, Billy's wearing the most '90s T-shirt I think ever. Um, it's one of those T-shirts where it's basically got it's split down the sides, isn't it? You know. Yeah. So. Um, you might as well not be wearing anything um, and there is a lot of I mean one of the reviews that you read out earlier on about showing the pectorals I didn't really notice it first you know in the first maybe, maybe couple of scenes where they're all together in the dorm but then the, by, I think by the third or fourth one they're all generally in a state of undress whether yeah. they've got the tops off or the bottoms off or this briefs would have been on a good film to go on a date with when yes. you're young because you've got explosions and blood for you and lots of tight tight pants and pecs for the lady. Mm. You could get away with taking a girl to this action film when you were like 13 or whatever, 12. Mm, if you yes. could get into the cinema anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then uh, they they leave the room after hours. Um, yes. Him and his crew. They communicate uh, via hitting of the radiator. Yes. Apparently which... three hits means, come on all, let's go. Mm. Uh and they so they go into the basement and they, there's a hole in the wall. Did um, they dig that hole? Did they create that <laughs> hole? I don't know because it's just like well they're just this school this posh school just left a few bricks uncovered or something. Yeah. It's just it's crazy. There's like a wall to this weirdly furnished room. It's like something out of Indiana Jones, like a fucking crypt. But there's not bodies in there. There's stuff. But the yeah. only way you can get to it, well, that's not actually because no, it's not the only way we can get to it, or is it? Fuck. There's a basement sort of like, you know, you, there's a door on the in the floor that you pull yeah. up. That's another way that you can get into it as well, I think. Well, you go down there, but then you've still got to crawl through the wall. Yeah. Weird. It, it is. Um, and uh, so it's their little gang hideout, isn't it? And, yeah. Uh, they've got um, what they think, or a lot of them think, is mouthwash, because it's in mouthwash it's... bottle, and it's green, and it looks like mouthwash, and they start drinking it. Um and, but it's like it's some horrible cocktail, isn't it? Vodka and all this sorts of shit. Yeah, it's, 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 it's three parts vodka, three parts hundred percent proof vodka, uh, some peppermint schnapps, or what was it? No, creme de menthe vodka and e, da, 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 something else. Yeah. But, what's the uh, what's that green shit? I've never had. Oh, absinthe. I've never had yes, it. But I have. Yeah. Oh, oh, is it? What's that like? Uh, that's all right. It, well, I was at the time. I went through a stage of drinking absinthe and Red Bull. So. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. I yeah. say a stage. It was about three, about three late nights where it just seemed like a good idea because I wasn't flagging. So I thought absinthe and Red Bull, that'd be a good idea. So it ends up tasting like donkey piss and licorice. <laughs> I've never had it, but I've, I know, I've heard it's really, really strong. Um, vodka and Red Bull was sort of like my choice of uh, drink while the time, but the, you know, I was starting to flag it in the evening. Yeah. Um, but yes, anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> so anyway, you also sort of like start to discover that um, Billy is, uh, you know, he knows his stuff a little bit as well. He like he's quite uh, ingenious or, you know, he's got a bit yeah. of ingenuity about him because he creates, uh, he can tap into the local, the phone line, yeah. can't he? Well, also before that, he says he sold it. He's selling this booze to other people for $35 a bottle, which that's quite a high price for something that's 20 years ago. 
It, it is, you know. And you, you, I mean, you could buy a... Sorry, a, 30 years ago. You could buy a couple of bottles of vodka for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing that, well, obviously they've, they've done it to disguise it so that the teachers don't, you know... Yeah, absolutely. ...cotton on to it. Um, but whilst they're kind of like talking about the booze, they're also talking about quite a lot about wanking. Um, yeah. Which, you know... Yeah, humping each other's sisters or mothers, wanking. Yeah. Teenage boys, you guess that's what you would do, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, fair enough. I vaguely remember those days. Um, so. I, mean, I, I wouldn't have been able to have concocted the ingenious thing that he does now anyway. No, no. So he taps into the, the, the school's phone line and uh, then they decide to call a sex line. Which is quite good because she asks, because uh, the, the lady on the other side of the phone, oh, is it Jennifer? Yes, Played by Tracy Brooks Swope. Got to give her credit because she did. Yeah. A, she did have a good part in it. Yeah, she did a decent job. But um, she asks who they are. And, you know, um, Billy says, "My name's Steve." But then he gives Steve characteristics of all of the people there. Yeah, she ends up being a five foot nine, blonde haired black man. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did think was quite funny. Um, yeah, because um, they would you say that they've got personalities is I suppose a question because one of the criticisms in that review, one of the reviews that you uh, read out was that they didn't have any personality. I think they do. I think because so you've got usually sorry. So usually in films like this, if you've got five, say five characters, five boy characters, or whatever, who form a little gang. They all tend to have really different personalities. You know, you'll have your mouthy one, your cowardly one, your fat one, your angry one, and your other. They're all they're all distinctly different. So a bit like the Goonies of, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas these, they haven't necessarily. They're, they're, they're just a group of people who, are, I suppose, some of them are fairly similar, which actually probably rings quite true. You don't tend. To, you know, when I was a teenager, I didn't go right. Who can I? Who can I? Who can I hang around with? Who's vastly different from me? And then we form a gang. Say right, we need a, we need a third wheel or a fourth wheel here. Who's completely different and just fills in a gap? Hmm. You know, it tends to gravitate people you've got something in common with. Yeah. So you, you've got like the Hispanic dude. Um, right, oh yeah. Well, yeah, they're actually, yeah, it does. It just does fall into a GCSE maths question, doesn't it? Whereas, like, yeah, they've got one Hispanic, one black person, or lots of white people. One of them's got yeah. blonde hair, though. Yeah. Oh, one uh, Italian? Question mark. Possibly. Uh, well, his dad's a mafia mafioso yeah. boss, so quite possibly. Um, then you know you've got one who's got um, some health problems. He like he's got asthma, but he smokes. Um, yes. So, I, in some ways, like you said, although there isn't anything vastly different, like you know about them. Yeah. I do. You know remember them not i don't think any of them felt like they were totally unnecessary no, i don't remember all their names no because I, I, this is one of them where i struggled it i suppose they just speak to each other whereas so that, you know every time you speak to someone you don't necessarily say their name straight away so you mm. would walk up to your mates and go hello there uh biffa ginger wankstain and flop you'd um <laughs> you, you just say all right lads yeah yeah, definitely. I mean, so you've got Billy, Joey, um, uh, Ricardo, yeah, uh, Hank, Snuffy, 
and Snuffy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like you said... Oh, Giles. Giles? Isn't Giles, isn't Giles the, the black kid? Uh, no, I thought that was Hank. Oh, right. I could, I could be getting that because I know the teacher calls him Giles. Uh, uh, because his name, I think his dad's also called Hank Giles. Oh, uh, right. Okay. I was actually uh, not thinking about it. What a stupid thing to say. That means if that means to be called Giles Giles, <laughs> 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 which is just an Irish person saying girls, girls, girls. <laughs> um, so yeah, they call this sex line, and uh, mm. so there it starts off. You know, have you ever called the sex line? Did you ever? I do haven't. That? No, I looked at the, I looked at the price and thought it's not worth it. I can just go and find some porn in a bush instead. It, it, well, yeah, I mean, so you you have various stages. I mean, like, again, we're of a certain age. But yeah. um, I suppose the first real experience of that, you know, kind of thing was, like you said, finding a porno mag in a bush. Um, if you're lucky, and, it had three pages that opened. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you, you did start to notice, like, the, the, you know, the sort of, like, sex lines. If you, pick, if you, you know, like we did sometimes, you had the Sunday sport or the sport yep. on the back of the bus from, you know, when you're on your way home from school and you'd be looking at all the tits and everything and, and then there'd all be all the sex lines and whatever. But then it'd be, like, 50p a minute. Yeah. Um, you know, thinking, fuck me. I You know, it was before mobile phones, so you, yeah. it's not as if you'd... you'd sort of uh you know be able to if you have to use your home phone and yes. there's no way you'd do that because your no. mum or dad would find out about exactly. it exactly um, you get adverts on the tv as well with lots of really ugly ladies on them yeah and it would be sort of like you know call this number for fun 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 and all this stuff. And, yeah. and then it'd be like sort of the, the more later at night there'd be the more sort of racy ones you know with yeah. women dressed as insane. Now, one of them was oh eight nine one fifty fifty fifty. yeah i'm not sure if that was the woman's one or was that that hilarious, hilarious homosexual line with a brilliant was, advert of stereotypes i was just gonna say i think that was the gay one <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, big no, because that because that had a voice like that on it. Yeah, there was the 089 <laughs> one was like a d- thumping dance tune. Yeah, no, I do remember that. Um, and then, sort of like you know, in this era, you'd have oh, we had uh, Sky, you know, and I've told the yeah. story before about you know, kind of um, the, the Sky box was, was the main the, the remote control was downstairs, but it was also connected to my TV upstairs, so anything that was on downstairs, I could watch. Um, and then, like I said, late at night, one night, uh, all of a sudden, the uh, the ten minute preview on the adult channel came on. I was thinking, hi, hi, what's going on here? Um, and uh, so th- there's that. I'm talking about the evolution of sort of, you know, sex, uh, yeah. you know, lines and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but then, it, uh, it, then it became mainstream, didn't it? It and is, it was, yeah. You know, babe station happened, and it was just like. You know, if if I was younger, I'd I'd, I'd be thinking, oh, cracking! I'd have to search for anything. But it's just <laughs> another one of those things where you just think, this these generations now they have no idea of the hunt that we used to have to go to get our kicks off like that. No, and so, yeah. like you said, so it uh, it it now you just it, there's the free view where you don't hear anything, but clearly people are phoning in, and uh, you know, again for premium rates, and um, they're they're. You know, you can, but you can see the the women sort of gyrating in various yeah. what you'd imagine sexual positions that the person on the other end of the line is saying, "Oh yeah, I want you to take it up the arse." Uh, looking at them, looking at the state of our, you won't want to hear their voice anyway. No, 
Well, oh, thing is, darling, yeah, I'm just rubbing my <laughs> clip for you. Oh, stick your fist right up me. Cool, that feels well nice. Uh. Um, but <laughs> it's like... Ruins it. Also, what, if it may be me, you know, and I'm thinking cost first and foremost, <laughs> why would you want to talk to them when you can just watch some watch it for yeah. free? Oh, yeah, it know. makes no sense. <laughs> um, but anyway... <laughs> Back to phone Back to sex film. lines. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I was always intrigued by them. But the, and there's all that f- famous uh, scene in um, Punch Drunk Love uh, with Adam Sandler. Uh, which have, have you seen that film? That's um, no, never seen Paul, it. Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, and he, he phone. He's a lonely guy, and he phones a sex line, and then he gets kind of uh, blackmailed. You know, uh, which is part of the the plot and everything else but whatever um so and so there's some of them where i think you know you can just it's a lonely person talking to somebody on the phone and then there's ones like this going oh i've got stockings and and high heels on do you want me to keep them on and and all this i don't know why i put a slightly (laughs) different voice (laughs) you know uh you know oh i've got my black bra and panties and yeah you know, and all this, you're getting aroused. Um, uh, and so, it, you know, he it, it does go through. So anyway, Louis Gossett Jr., he picks up his phone or he notices. Yeah, he notices the, oh, I love this. I don't know why. He, <laughs> he notices one of the lines. He picks up the phone. And it just says, my nipples are very red and very, very hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, just tickled me pink, that did. So they're all getting their rocks off at this, really, aren't they? It's like, it's like they're having a game of cowards because they're all really quite excited at this. Mm. But no one's actually, no one's taken the actual uh, first step of getting the wang out and started tugging yet. <laughs> so it's like they're playing no. who's going to go first. Because, you know, as soon as one of them has a go, everything's coming out. They're all, you know, yeah. That, that table, that table is getting covered very, very shortly in, 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 in themen. Mm, yes, um, and, and uh, or, or as Dave has always told his little story about soggy biscuit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, it, Louis Gossett Jr. goes on a little hunt in his dressing gown, and yeah. he and it's uh, still just the sex line going off while he's looking around. I don't know why. I just love the editing of that. That he's he's poking around like an old man, and it's still like, oh, it's so soft and so big. <laughs> Do you want me to touch it? <laughs> Oh, it was great. Yeah. Um, and he uh, sort of finds the crew. Half of them split, but he finds Billy, who's the last one to try and disconnect the phone line. And yeah. uh, again, he's not like really mad or angry at him. Is he just kind of, you know, I think he finds it quite well. First, I mean, he's quite impressed with the equipment that he's got to put it all together and to, to, yep. to you know, tap into the phone line. And then he, he you know, he. Um, he notices that his crew are there and pulls them out sort of thing uh, not pulls them off uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but then he also uh, he dismisses them but he does make uh, billy smash up his equipment yes um which again then, like you said earlier on i think is the tough love sort of aspect of yeah. it you know well the thing is that he oh is it quite now hold on bear with us da, 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 da. uh no, no, we're not there yet. Okay, <laughs> is it? Hold on. 
No, no, not quite yet. Yeah, yeah. This scene ends with uh, with old D, the old Louis Louis Gossett having he has a wry smile on his face, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, I think he like I said, he finds it quite funny, but yeah. uh, he can't show that to Billy because no. obviously Billy will just then take the piss, uh, which he does anyway. But still, um, but then again, totally sort of almost <laughs> different film. Yes. Uh, just had the co- sort of comedy um, aspect of, of a group of teenagers listening to a sex line uh, and being discovered to a police car following a truck, mm-hmm. uh, stopping the truck. Good old and, border patrol. Yeah. And uh, then getting shot yeah, and the car cause... being blown up. <laughs> well, not it's not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they stop the truck and uh, they think there's people trying to get over to America illegally. Lots of people get out and uh, Lewis... And his gang, or Louis, is it Louis or Louis? Louis? Louis. Louis, I think. Louis. Yeah. And his gang are hiding in the back. Yeah, they just shoot these two people dead. Nice squibs. I noticed here, I thought, right, we're in squib territory here. We're mm-hmm. not in uh, CGI blood, so I always appreciate an exploding blood pack. Um, but not just that. They then decide to put the bodies in the car, douse them in petrol, put a bomb in the car, and as they drive off, <laughs> just blow the car up as well. Uh, yeah, uh, they don't fuck about, do they? You know. No. But I think you'd think, well, they're leaving a bit of evidence behind here. <laughs> People are yeah. going to be start looking into this. Um, but hey ho. Um, and then you still go back to the the, the school, and uh, Louis Gossett Junior's um, es- escorting uh, Billy around the different um, dormitories where he sold the the booze. Yeah, and he, he's making them. Uh, give it back Um, and Billy's upset about this because obviously he's uh, thinks he's gonna you know people are gonna think he's a grass you know yeah and whatever destroys his honour doesn't he so he he does he does uh, he does he does say just let me get them yeah he gives him like 10 minutes to take them all back into his office which which he does yeah, and sort of like then they had this conversation about you know uh, if you're just gonna if you're gonna expel me then just expel me, and and he says look no I'm not gonna do that I'm gonna make you graduate you know that'd be that's even more of a punishment than just getting rid of you, um you know and 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 again that's fair enough and yeah. uh, then they also talk about wearing each other out, um, <laughs> I I picked up on uh, perhaps just after the last scene I was thinking oh, well, well maybe uh, I'll. Dean was a bit interested in the the sex line, <laughs> but still, um, yeah. And then he goes back to his dorm because a lot happens really in this kind of short, you know, bit of time. Mm. You know, um, because even though they've just been caught, Sean Aston's pissed off, yeah, and he he's wants got, he's got a right hissy fit, hasn't he? Because he, he thinks that he's been you know he'll look bad in front of the school, so he wants to strike back and strike back hard. Yeah. Um, and he wants to do an epic prank, you know. Yeah. So, so Joey's like, uh, Joey doesn't want to do it, and then he gives in. And he says, "Oh, what about what about fire hoses?" And Billy says, "No, that's already been done. What about cherry bombs in the toilets? That's too destructive." Mm. He says, "It has to be elegant, not too destructive." Yeah. So I thought, someone wants to do something big. Well, I want to do something massive, massive, but it has to be elegant and not too destructive. <laughs> Um, so anyway, he, he knocks on the radiator, breaks his stick um, yeah. whilst because he's pissed off. Um, and uh, yeah, so anyway, th- then the next day there's a bit of a commotion, and um, Louis Gossett Jr. finds that the headmaster's office has been moved outside yeah. in exactly the position it was left in, or it yeah. would have been 
had it been in his office. Yeah, mood very carefully, not a thing broken, not anything out of place. Everything put back, yeah, so it's like someone has just transported the office outside. Mm. So, very elegantly, some would say. <laughs> yeah, and again, Denham Elliott is, uh, finds this quite amusing, I think, because yeah. he even says, oh, I'd quite like to work outside, you know. <laughs> um, and they're having a bit of a sort of like, you know, smile to each other, him and uh, uh, the Dean. Um, and then, um, you know, he calls over to Billy and his group and say, right, you've got to put it all back, doesn't he, you know. Yeah. And, um, uh, and then the terrorists break in. Yeah, well, it's, lunch, it's lunchtime, isn't it? They're, they're, all, they're all in the canteen. I found one bit weird. They focus on a load of flags on the ceiling and they're all European flags. I thought, oh, is it Europe Day? Hmm. Or something, because there's a Swedish one there uh, and others from Europe. <laughs> I don't remember them off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're in the canteen. It's, I thought, oh, Europe Day, is this going to be a thing? No, it's just flags. Yeah. And we, we cut to we cut to outside and old, um, is it Frank, that security guard who got his truncheon nicked at the start of the film? Mm, yeah. Yeah, a load of people turn up in dry cleaning trucks. Um, turns out it's the, it's the terrorists, it's the gang. And uh, they say, was it? You don't want any trouble, or no one gets hurt, or something. I don't know. Whatever they they tell Frank, basically, just to step aside and let him in. Frank, like a dick, just goes to draw his gun and just gets slaughtered. Mm. Uh, I should say as well that uh, Louis Gossett Jr. he he leaves the uh, campus at this point to oh, yes. do something, uh, which you don't know at the this point in time. But he he's not there whilst this is happening. No. Um, then another student goes to use the payphones to to call the police. Um, and the one of the terrorists stops him, you know, and oh, then yeah, shoots up. All- yeah, this is after they, they burst in the canteen. Sorry, one of them unloads an entire clip into the ceiling, as they yeah. always do. What I did like was you then actually see him reload the next clip. Yes, a bit awkwardly, I have to say. Yeah, look- it wasn't the smoothest, but I, I appreciate it that it wasn't an ever firing gun that you'd yes. run out of bullets and then go. Oh, I have to get another clip out now and fumble it in. Yeah. Um, and so uh, they shoot up the phones, and oh, a, I, I a, thought they'd shot the kid at first. I would, yeah. And then also, but then a teacher comes along. <laughs> the teacher goes, "Stop! Leave that boy alone!" Gets walloped with a gun, and then gets shot in the head. Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck <laughs> me!" I say it's pretty brutal. This is, you know, um, what I totally didn't remember any of this at all. No. Um, and then the the terrorists are setting up that gun emplacements and you God, know it's like it's like a scene out of the A team where they're making the um, school bus into a snowplow. Um, you see them putting a load of C three up because they can't afford C four. Um, what's the difference between C three and C four? <laughs> I don't know. Funnily enough, C three they've got like a massive yeah fifty caliber machine gun that they've put up in um, is it near the one of the turrets of the school anyway they've got that uh, they've got you know copious amounts of orange wire and explosives and they, they just seem to be rigging the entire school up as a bomb mm. and they're efficient and they do it fucking quickly yes um and then Luis is talking to um the headmaster and uh he, he is explaining look the student that you want uh, he left you know, he's yeah. no longer here. You know, he's not with the marshals. Uh, and this is all being verified and checked out. So he's got like a, a sort of like a, a second in command terrorist, doesn't he? Yeah, Who, an American fella. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, how did he or, join them? It seems yeah, really odd. It, it is because like, you know, generally the, the 
the terrorists, you know, sort of like got that Latin look about them. But yeah. he is, he's American, isn't he? You think oh, and, and I recognise him as well. I really yeah. do recognise him from something. He is one of, um, in Total oh, Recall, yes. he's Michael, Michael Ironside's Ironside goons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's the one that gets stabbed in the stomach by that little um, dwarf yeah. woman. Yeah. Excellent. So he so he's got a career of playing like number twos. Yeah. And also he he wears pretty much the same clothing in this yeah. and he, as he does in to- Total Recall. So yeah, there you go. Um and that they were like a year apart those films. So Yeah. Just walked, walked off one set into the other one wearing the same clothes. Yeah. So there you are. And so yeah, I recognized him as well. Uh and I'm looking at his IMDb, I was thinking, oh, you know, he's he's got um he, you know, he could do do that, couldn't he? He can sort of like, you know, play bad guys or whatever. Yeah. But unfortunately, his IMDb credits ended in 1996, oh. um, which is a shame. Um, so, and he was in Beverly Hills Cop as well. So maybe that was the link yeah. with uh, with the Mr. Petrie. The yeah. Um, yeah. So there's because I looked at it, there's nothing else really that he's done um, that, that you know, which which is a shame really. Yeah. he can do that thing, can't he? Yeah, there was enough films where you need a number two, number two baddie. He, he was adequate at it, yeah. Yeah. yeah well. um, so anyway, they um, they then sort of um, find out that um, most of the kids, um, you know, particularly the uh, Billy's group, they've all got powerful parents. Yeah, this, this was really odd that they were all like, oh, your father owns the third largest construction company in the world. Yes. Not not in or, the country, in the world. That's cash. Yeah. It's like yeah. making Dubai hotels. That's proper rich. Daddy's uh, probably got like five or six islands. <laughs> or your dad uh, is the uh, the vice president of the Republican Party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you, you, you don't find on. out what Joey's dad is quite yet. He goes, you don't like your dad. No. No. Okay. But yeah, they're um, powerful, powerful people. They are, and uh, so he asks Ricardo <laughs> if he can speak Spanish. Yeah, uh, and he he says no, and then he he says something in Spanish, but you don't know what he says because again, oh, no, no subtitles. Oh, no. The subtitles came up then. Ah, oh, not for, for me. me. They didn't. Ah. What did it say? He says, "Shoot him in the head." I think it is. <gasps> no so way. Stop fucking around. <laughs> he just says, "Shoot him." <laughs> like, oh, hello. And then it suddenly turns out, yes, he can understand some Spanish. Mm. Um, and because he was lying, he, he kneecaps him. Like, well, not shoots him, but he bashes his knee with the yes. machine gun. Nice. Again, nice move. Not fucking about, are they? No. Um, what What I like in this is though, like, cause now if it was made now, like, um, I don't think you'd have to be like, they'd be looking at because they, they've got like their school files, haven't they? And it'd be yes. like, yeah, right. Uh, is there someone here called Elliot Google? And they'd be like, yes. Ah, so your dad owns Google then? Yeah. <laughs> Lots of stupid... Um, Daniel Uber. Or yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think, what the, what's the guy named who owns... Uh, uh, owned? What, what's the guy named who owns Amazon? What's his name? Uh, Jeff Bezos. That's him, yes. Yeah, or whatever. But anyway. Yeah, but in the know. film, his, his kid would be called Larry Amazon or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so and he turn, it turns out that although Sean Aston has got a problem with authority, he's been uh, expelled from schools. He, like you said, his dad owns the, you know, one of the most uh, 
biggest mm. construction companies in the world. In the world. Mm. And because he steps in, doesn't he, when um, uh, when Ricardo gets clouted and, um, you know, then the this is what him and Luis have their first conf- confrontation and he tells him not to fuck with him, doesn't yeah. he, basically. So because at this point, then, what is their plan? Because obviously he was there because he wanted to well, they, get, yeah, they, get the they kid. Wa- they wanted the kid, the blonde one who's called Donahue. Right. <clears throat> they wanted Donahue, basically take him as hostage because then that would stop his dad... Or try and blackmail his dad, maybe, into giving Louis's dad a smaller sentence, or let him go, or something. Just mm. use him as you know, as a counterbalance, a hostagey thing. But he's obviously decided he decides at this point that hold on, we've got lots of very rich and powerful people's kids here. We don't need Donahue now. We'll just have these ones, and we can work. Mm-hmm. He says we can work with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then it cuts again to uh, the the dean, and he's talking to another cop, yeah, uh, the sheriff, because he's got his car spray painted by um, Billy with yes. jets on it. Yeah, uh, and so the the uh, sheriff is pissed off about that, uh, but then um, the the dean was, sort of I was says, a "Confused, what was going on here?" Because he's got all <coughs> the the the, uh, the bottles of mouthwash in his yeah. boots, was, hasn't he? Was he just trying to? Because f- he said, "Oh, you're was he." blackmailing him because obviously well, I, Billy had to get the vodka from somewhere and he says doesn't your cousin own the booze shop down in the the town or whatever yeah but at first, I wasn't sure if he was trying to insinuate that his family had sold his kids booze when he knows they're underage or was he trying to sell it to him for profit uh, probably the former to be honest I would say the former. I think it was more a case of, uh, you know, you're pissed off that my students have vandalised your car, but your cousin has been selling underage people booze. So get your cousin to stop selling a booze and then I'll get him to stop vandalising your car kind of thing. Yeah, my first thought was, though, honestly, because I was feeling a bit stupid, why is he trying to sell him booze? Dodgy mouthwash. Yeah, um... Especially because his his cousin owns a liquor shop, he could just yeah. get it for free, couldn't he? But yep. anyway, <laughs> uh, I must admit I didn't go into it that deeply. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so then they hear about a shooting at the school. Yeah. Uh, so obviously they'll rush off to it, and uh, they find the dead body at the gates of the the uh, um, Frank security R. officer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's got a blanket over him, or you know, like a white cover. But Louis Gossett Jr. is just allowed to go and touch it. And... Now this is a th- this is a running thing. I'm, uh, most of, from this part of the film onwards, I'm thinking, why is Lou Gossett Jr. still around? Mm. Why is he being allowed to do these things? You know, why is he trying to get involved so much? Everyone's telling him no. Why don't they just get rid of him or just take him away and put him in a hotel or handcuff him or something? But he's just allowed to be everywhere for some reason. He is. He's, he's like in the inner circle of the, the army, the FBI. He's <laughs> yeah. listening to all the conversations, you know, and he's, he's involved with it all. And, you know, okay, again, I didn't go into d- to too much detail and thinking, well, you shouldn't be there or whatever. But, uh, yeah, he is, isn't he? Um, yeah. And so then the, the local police try and deal with the situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because well, yeah, cause the dean says, should we get the... Um... <clears throat> she get the FBI involved and he's like no I can handle this because obviously that's what they do all the time handle terrorist situations <laughs> yeah <laughs> gun emplacements so, in the in the yeah. you know because yeah because they when he pulls up and they say every time we go past the line someone shoots at us 
So he thinks, right, I'll get my I'll get my two deputies, gets them to get their shotguns and duck down in the back seat. So he then says, so he can then drive in apparently alone, shouting, "I am alone, don't shoot," mm. trying to lie to them, and they light his car up with that fifty cal <laughs> machine gun. <laughs> yeah, and then blow it up with a rocket launcher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised they all lived actually at this point I thought well they're all going to die aren't they but now they all got away but it's just the fact that they shot the shit out of the car and then they've obviously got munitions to spare I just thought fuck it we'll blow it up as well Mm, yeah Um, and then the FBI turn up and uh, (laughs) yeah they've decided we might need them now Yes, but also, I mean, later on they've got decent-looking blueprints, but they show him, like, a badly drawn plan of the school. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't even felt tip. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, and and then um, the army turn up, and it's all kicking off, really, isn't it, at this point, yeah. I think. And, uh, like I said, our Lee Ermey's in charge. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the terrorists arm the bomb, uh, they've been sort of, you know, putting around the school, and they attach it to Luis's great, wrist. Yeah, it's a fucking great bomb, isn't it? The amount of wires going to that thing, nightmare. They're well organised, but yeah, he's got a Luis has got a remote detonator sellotape to his wrist now, so he can set that bad boy off whenever the fuck he feels like it. Mm, yeah, uh, and it's like a, it's a proper big old button, button sort of box thing on his wrist, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, and he, what they're going to do is they're going to take a head count now, aren't they? Every hour yeah. uh, of all well, the students. For, I just had to mention this first. We see cuts to Billy, and he's doing his pots and pans duty. And there's a bloke who one of the terrorists pops in. He's got two lines in this film, I think, and he delivers them both majestically badly. He goes, "Stop now, please come outside." <laughs> Awful. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, they, they, they all go to the hall, and they lay down late. Luis lays down the rules, which is not, no one leaves, obviously. Head count, there's one now, one in the morning. And then uh, then there's going to be on the hour, every hour, a head count. And for every one person missing, they're going to execute five if anyone mm. decides to uh, do a runner. Um, and, sec- and the second main rule is don't fuck with the orange wires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, you know pretty sort of strict with them all isn't he and yeah. uh you know as you would expect um and so yeah um then they've all been ex- escorted to new dormitories and mm-hmm. it luckily as as it, chance would have it yeah. the billy and his mates all st- sort of stick together and they're all in the same room but with two new younger kids aren't yes. they it, first I thing th- they I do they're called Derek and ted although one <laughs> of them goes by yogurt or yogurt <laughs> and uh, i missed the reason why I was hoping yeah, you'd remembered why. No, it, it, there's definitely Derek and Ted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm assuming something to do with maybe the, the, the wanking, because one of the first things they do is search the room for porno mags, don't they? <laughs> that is true, and they find one. <laughs> yeah, under the bed. Um, yeah. At, and uh, so... Um, Will Wheaton wants to do something, doesn't he? You know, yeah, he, well, suddenly he's Mr. Attitude. Yeah. Because uh, he wants to get a machine, he wants to take out one of the guards, get a machine gun, and kill everyone. Yeah, pretty much. And that's that's a, that's a stupid idea. Uh, yes. Mm. Um, and uh, so then the um, FBI speak to Luis, um, and uh, you know, um, 
are the boys alive? All of them are alive, whatever. But they don't mention the dead teacher, I noticed. No, because uh, uh, he says he's going to release the faculty as well, doesn't he? So Yes. Just going to keep the boys, because the boys is money. They're worth That's money, right. money, money, money. Uh, so, yeah, so they threaten to kill the students and blow up the school. Uh, and, uh, you know, he wants his father released from prison, doesn't he? That's his yeah. sort of, th- those are his demands. Uh, and then uh, again, because he's sort of allowed to just mingle in the background, but uh, the, the dean explains to the FBI that some of his students have got a problem with authority, yeah. um, and uh, then they they bring out the dead teacher, don't they? I think yeah. at this point, um, and they're all a bit sort of like antsy because it's like, oh well, if they're going to fuck around with the terrorists, then yeah. they're all going to get killed, why not? Yeah, well, we did we did miss one thing. They do have. Um, they have an argument with Joey. Joey and is it Snuffy have an argument? Oh yes, and, uh, yes. That's when you find out that Joey's dad is you know, head of the mafia. Is it the Jersey Massa- Ma- Massia? Jersey Mafia? Yeah. And they have a bit of a scrap. Then they uh, make up. Well, in the argument, Snuffy says, "I can call you a wop if I want." <laughs> yes. And then they make up, and he goes, "Don't call me a wop." He goes, "All right, I won't call you a wop." What about fuckface or arsehole or whatever? Arsehole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's uh, Jerry Orbach uh, who pl- he plays the dad. Who um, I've he was the dad in not that I've seen it, but he was the dad in Dirty Dancing and um, uh, yes, in Law and Order uh, uh, and you know various other shows, cop shows and stuff. I, put, I saw it. I, it. I happened to have an episode of Murder She Wrote on, and he popped up in that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, oh, they, the boys... they, they, yeah, they formulate their new plan, don't they? Which is to gather intel. Yes, yeah. Um, so they're because that's the thing, isn't it? You, you, you know, although they do a lot of pranks and they fuck around a lot, they also at this point they they're not just stupid, are they? They're, they're no. actually using their intelligence to to gather information about the terrorists, like yeah. where they are, what their names are, uh, you know sort of where they're placed what they're doing what weapons and they've got all that kind of stuff yeah so you see, you see them starting the next day because they're allowed to go out aren't they they're all they're all allowed to sort of go out and then they have to have their head counted every time they're all out playing and for some reason every single person is throwing something yeah there's frisbees going around there's a football there's there's a, there's a twirly thing like a stick with a pro- propeller on the end of yeah vast amount of fun with and i was thinking when I was 16, a stick with a thing on the end, I'm really going to get I'm not going to be entertained by that. No. Um, you'd think that, I mean, well, whether they're video games and stuff uh, at yeah. that point, you would have thought so. But they're all outside, aren't they? Enjoying the sun and, um, you know, almost as if nothing is going on. Um, and that you notice that, that it's a bit like a prison, isn't it? Because you notice that there are armed guards just wandering around. Yeah. Whilst they're, you know, the, the headmaster's reading to some of the students. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, you don't see any of the other teachers. You only ever see the headmaster, pretty much, don't you? Uh, yeah. And the de- the dean. Um, oh, you see the you know, the one who gets shot, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like you said, they're throwing frisbees, trying to act normal, um, and then um, Sean yeah. Aston's yeah. <laughs> gone. Takes the sandwiches upstairs to the to the two bell tower people. Oh yeah, yeah. Hocks a big loogie. Yeah, spits in their sandwiches and and you know goes ooh enjoy and because again they're clocking where everything is and and whatever. Um, you also realise that Joey's doing lots of drawings of everyone as well. 
Yeah, because that's his thing, isn't it? Yeah. Which you find out a bit later on. Uh, but then there's a there's then this big kind of like town meeting with all the parents of the kids. Yes. Um, which you know, obviously they're understandably upset. Um, and I mean, because but you don't see um, Billy's dad. He's not there at all, no, is he? You don't see Billy's parents. I don't think. Oh yeah, you see you see Joey's dad in the background. Uh, I don't think anyone else really makes them makes them, makes themselves known as as a parent of a of a principal character. Do they no. Really? Just a room full of parents, yeah. all sort of like you know, going, oh, what well, somebody think of the children and all this. Yeah, stuff. one woman's really upset because her because she's not from a rich family. Uh, her her child got there through a scholarship, so mm. why should the poor kids suffer as much as the rich ones? Yeah, but they they pretty much just want the FBI to shoot the terrorists, don't they? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, there's no thought of negotiation. It's it's more about like, well, just kill them. Um, and again, another head count done, and the head terrorist Luis is sort of like you know watching TV, um, and the the person on the, the 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 show is saying that they won't negotiate with terrorists, and like you know, we'll see about that, um, yeah, um, and then um, so yeah, like I said, the the sort of spitting in the food. Um, you know, clock, clocking all the weapons and everything, and they're making notes, aren't they? They're making yeah. a little file, a little book, yeah, um, a little scrapbook, yeah, and and drawings of all of the terrorists as well. You know, it's, again, quite cool. Uh, so then the crime boss uh, meets up with another sort of mafia figure, um, and they find out what the demands are which is that you know he wants his dad released from prison and because they've worked together before in the past or they the families know each other um they reach out to um Luis's dad in prison yeah. um and then you know so then um Sean Astin sort of like you know talking to roommate about um switching the chips on the remote yeah this was an insane plan it turns out that Yogurt Boy, Yogurt, has got a weird remote control plane disc thing that he's made. Hmm. And they're talking about how the chip, uh, the receiver chip in the plane should be the same as the one in the bomb, from uh, which is connected to Lewis's armlet, amulet of bombedness. So in theory, <laughs> if you swap the chips round somehow... Uh, yeah, you should be able to make the um, amulet control the plane rather than the body. It's a bizarre scheme. Mm. Yeah, very dangerous. Because uh, <laughs> I was thinking, where the hell are they going to do that? But yeah. uh, How are they going to do uh, that? And what makes you think that they'd be identical? Yes. Um, so that's their plan anyway. And mm-hmm. they've made their file now of all of the, yeah. the things that are going on. So the next day... Um, they, they, Sean Astin, um, Billy, decides that uh, it's it's all right. I've put SA next to my notes. So whenever <laughs> I see SA, I just immediately want to say Sean Astin. But uh, Billy, yeah, so their plan is that he's going to sneak off because he's got an hour, isn't it, basically? Yeah. Um, and the way that they do that is that the others get a football, start kicking it around, and then um, they time it so that when they kick the ball and to smash a window he then 
puts his elbow through a window. Yeah, window and, down some stairs, hidden behind some stairs, isn't it? So yeah. They're out, they're out of sight of the of the stair terrorist who's just keeping a watch and all the people at play. Yeah, quite clever, I guess, yeah. you know. Um, and so then it's the race is on, really, at that yeah. point, isn't it, for him to, to get to the, the soldiers outside and to avoid all the armed guards and everything else. Yeah. Uh, and and there's various... in a window. Yeah, there's various the schemes. Uh, he's, to, sorry, he's stuck by the, there's two roof guards out there yes. who are looking out and this is... Uh, uh, oh yeah, the, oh, sorry, this is when uh, this is when Yogurt uses his remote control plane as a diversion. Yeah, uh, it's a eventually. noisy fucking thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, it's like... Like proper loud, like and even so much like Luis, who's in a totally different part of the building. He's like, "What's that?" <laughs> Inside <laughs> like, and outside, regardless of how thick the windows are, everyone's hearing that fucking plane. Yeah, everybody hears it, so they all go out, and um, it does distract the guards. Um, mm-hmm. But then they take it off the uh, yogurt, yeah. don't they? Because in annoying. that in that time, Sean Aston's managed to run out of their line of sight. I mean. He couldn't do that now. He's a bit more portly these days, but he, <laughs> he was much more svelte in the, in, in, for this film. So he Definitely. Actually, actually runs quite a lot, scampers through a pipe, uh, a stream pipe, outlet pipe, whatever you want to call it, like a, to the outside world, and then the, the soldiers pop up out of the bushes. Mm, like a couple of snipers, aren't they? Because yeah. they're disguised, you know, in their sort of ghillies and ghillie suits. Yeah. I've got to say, um, I was quite impressed with Sean Astin in this um, in as much as that he clearly did a lot of his own stunts and a lot yeah. of the stuff, you know, a lot of the climbing, a lot of the jumping, which I know you'd think, well, that's standard, but, um, like, not necessarily easy stuff to do because there's one point where he's in control of a, an a army truck, like a, a Humvee-type thing, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's clearly him, you know, yeah. screeching around the corner. Uh, you know, there's bits where he's climbing through uh, the, you know, little hole or, a, a, you know... Vents and stuff, vent. yeah in the ceiling and then he's dropping down uh you know from a fairly decent height and he's yeah. throwing himself around he's getting smacked about you know what i mean he does do quite a lot of his own stuff and it yeah. looks genuine as well yeah. do you know what i mean it looks it doesn't look like a, a stuntman or anything yeah. you know or the anything. worst the worst fake stunt person in this film is the vicar at the start but that's because it's a skydiver yeah but there's, there's yeah there's not much in the way of obvious wigs no Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, so Which is yeah, you get good and bad because I do like an obvious wig. <laughs> yes. Uh, so anyway, he gives them the intel, but the problem that then he has is that they won't let him go. No. Um, and if he doesn't get back to the school in time, then five other students are going to get killed because um, they'll have discovered that he's escaped. So there's all this tension, sort of like building at this point yeah because there's um, another plan isn't there to to get the roof guards to be distracted again which involves snuffy i just called him wheezy at this point because i knew he'd ask he had asthma um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wheezy to take some coffee up to the roof and then he as a fag when he goes back down but then wraps it around wraps his match uh match book around the fag uh, and puts it below the smoke alarm there so obviously the idea is that that will eventually burn down to that, create some smoke, set the fire alarm off, which mm. will distract the guards, which should be at the point where Sean Astin's can run from the tree back to the back towards the, the towel window. Mm. And it does work, except yeah. Sean yeah. Astin's not there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, a good plan. But unfortunately, because the soldiers and, and, and then at this point, he's talking to the, the dean. Who's uh, flown in on a helicopter. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and and he explains, you know, I've got to go back, and and again they kind of won't let him. So then he just he he runs off, doesn't he? he yeah. Pulls the tent down, uh, gets into a jeep, and uh, he drives off. Uh, there's a bit of a chase going on at this point. They're chasing after him, um, and again he, he he's sort of driving the truck, uh, and it's, they come around the corner. He's gone up a hill, but the next thing you know is that the he's got out of the truck and it's yeah. rolling back down towards them. Which again, that was quite good. Yeah, not bad. Uh, um, and then yeah, so the the smoke alarm goes off at this point. They discover the 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 smoke alarm they rip the wiring out but then they go back to the the roof mm-hmm. which has fucked his plan up um yeah. uh, and you know and, then oh bell goes it's head count yeah, time yeah um and so and then he's running back and because he, he's not taking his time because the, the pipe that you talked about is full of water yeah and because so, he trips and falls in it so he's soaked so even if he gets yeah. back he's going what the fuck am i gonna do? you know what's he gonna do um so he he goes back, um, and then you know the counts off. So they they he go you know and and Luis is saying count, count them again. Yeah. So L- uh, luck- luckily for Billy, he's still waiting in the bush, soaking wet. But a helicopter turns up. Yeah, There's a couple of helicopters. So they decide to shoot one of them. Yes, and while they're shooting, he fucking makes a scarper for it. Yeah. Um, there's another count which is still off, um, and it, so he gets to the window at this point. And uh, he gets the towel, and he decides to strip off. Yeah. Uh, um, so he, he and you get to see a bit of his ass as well, a bit of yeah. tanned ass. Whatever, well, he... t- whatever turns you on. <laughs> well, actually, no, it's not tanned. His yeah. ass is quite white compared yeah. to the rest of him. Um, so and uh, yeah, then they get five students, and they're about to kill them, and some of them are his friends. Um, and then he turns up all of a sudden. <laughs> With his tail wrapped around him, and he he says, "Oh, I was in the shower. I'm sorry, I didn't hear the bell." And this, that, the other, which sounds plausible, but yeah. they check him to make sure he's wet. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they had to feel his hair. You can look at it. Yeah, that was very sort of like odd. Mm. Um, and then Luis um, takes him into his office. Yeah, have a bit of a chit, office. bit of a chit chat, don't they? At first. Yeah, um, but then he slams his face into the desk. And he yep. whips him, doesn't he? Yeah, whips him with a, like a like an extendable TV aerial or a pointer or something. It just smashes him across the back several yeah. times with one of them. That'd hurt. It would, yeah. Um, and then, so, uh, cut to the what, the tents and the FBI say, you know, president's authorised a deal, even though they've said they're, yeah. not, they're not dealing with terrorists and whatever. Which is, which is, which, well, no, who is it who says that? Because is, is it the military? The military and uh, the dean... Want to go with Billy's plan of swapping the chips? Yes. Which is insane. Why you'd follow the plan of a of a child? And then mm. yeah, the FBI comes and say no, 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 no. We've got yeah, we've got the deal. But they say no, 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 no. We need to do we need to do the Billy's plan. We need to we need to let these school children break into the office of the criminal mastermind and swap some chips around based on a child called Yogurt's electrical knowledge. <laughs> and also uh well the army's up for this yeah. um but but the fbi aren't no. um because they say you know well what are the chances are of uh, casualties if you do an, if you carry out an assault and they say well there probably will be some um and so they say well we're not going to do it then you know we're yeah. just going to go ahead um but so at this point though you go to a prison and um, I thought the the father was being let out the prison, but he, he's just yeah. I thought that 
Yeah, he's just been spoken to, uh, isn't he, at this point? By his lawyer. Is it a lawyer? Well, it must be a lawyer of some description. Uh, yeah, and he writes down a load of numbers, like a code. Yeah. Uh, which gets back to his son, which obviously we don't know what that is. Um, and it turns out that um, they you find out who Will Wheaton's dad is. Yeah. And he hates him, doesn't he? You know? Yeah. Um, because they want to let him go. The Luis says, look, we're going to let you go. Uh, and he goes like, fuck my father and fuck you kind of thing, you know. Um, and then he he makes a run for it, doesn't he? Um, you know, uh, no, but he, then he... He beats the shit out of one of the terrorists first. Oh, yes. Sorry, yes. I, um, I misread my work writing. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does, yeah, because yeah. like they kind of take him outside, and they're going to force him to leave, aren't yeah. they? Because he doesn't want to; he wants to stay with his friends. But they, yeah, that's it. He he gets the one of the ponytail terrorists, yeah. pinches his gun off him, Beats and then he him. runs outside. Yeah, well, his plan has come to fruition, hasn't it? We get one of those machine guns, and we shoot our way out of there, mm. and he bursts through the doors. We can see Billy, Billy, and the rest of the gang. They burst out the doors, and then heroically shoots another terrorist or he would have done if he could aim but it turns out it's fucking Will Wheaton and Joey and he's built like a rasher of bacon and yeah. he fires this gun and it just sprays upwards because he can't control it and the, the terrorist yeah, just the, the shoots recoil yeah, is recoil. everywhere isn't yeah. it yeah. and the terrorist just shoots him <laughs> you know and I totally didn't remember any of this at all <laughs> did, uh, did you? not at all no and I must admit, I found it quite a shocking sort of moment, you know, yeah. um, you know, not not to a point where I was like going, oh my God, you know, but yeah. I, it was quite a like a, oh shit, they, yeah. they've killed him. Like, yeah. you, you, and I, although he didn't necessarily have a massive part, you can, you can argue that he is sort of like second in line from yeah. uh, Billy's character. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And he's important to the plot because his dad, you know, he's the connection between the kids and the whole mafia bit as well, which has just happened. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's not often you see an underage person have three blood squibs explode on their chest. Yeah. And, and cause it's all done in front of his friends as well. So they're all like uh, upset and, you know, Billy's sort of trying to run towards them and, and then Louise sees it all and he's upset and he's unhappy. Well, yeah, cause uh, he knows his dad's going to be pissed. And well, he knows that he's fucked now because yeah. the the mafia are going to come after him regardless of whether he gets well, I don't out. Well, yeah, because uh, after all that, they, you know, they all Billy and that go around the body. He does close his eyes because you know they, they cry and they get dragged away by the terrorist. Then you see old Dean again. The Dean's been allowed in the school with the two paramedics to collect Joe's, Joey's body. Mm. Why him? I don't know. But I love the fact that Louis comes out and goes, um, yeah, just make sure, and you've got to make sure of this, make sure you tell them that this was an accident. We didn't <laughs> mean for this to happen. We yeah. were letting him go. He tried to come out, but then he attacked one of my lads, and then he got shot. Just make sure you tell them this was an accident. And well, the next one won't be, but this one we didn't mean to. Yeah, his finger slipped on the trigger. It yeah. was a, you know, it, it didn't mean to happen. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't our fault. It wasn't. It was his fault. His fault. Yeah. Because yeah, again, though, like you said, the dean is allowed to walk up to the school yep. to collect the body, 
And then they have this conversation, don't they? You know, it, it, well, he goes, well, it wouldn't have happened if you would, wouldn't have been here. And, yeah. uh, you know, he, he says, well, you do realise that they are now going to hunt you down and kill you. Um, and uh, again, I, I mean, I wrote it down, you know, it was it was wasn't expecting it for this type of film but it was strangely effective like mm. it, it kind of it did kind of uh, affect me a little bit you know what i mean in in as much as i uh you know if you think well based again what we said earlier on about look at these kids haven't got a personality as such you know i, w- I actually cared a little bit when yeah. he died you know what i mean there's also something they probably wouldn't do now you mm. don't often get murdered ch- children in films not that often mm. anyway <laughs> No, certainly not uh, by terrorists. Not gunned down in cold blood. Usually, it's like a collateral damage or something, but not just someone. It might have been an accident in the grand scheme of things, but that yeah. fella meant to shoot the fuck out of him, and he did. In, and quite brutally as well. Yeah. I mean, like even in um, in Die Hard, uh, you, you know, the scene where uh, the the guy, the cokehead, he's trying to negotiate his way out of um, the situation, and even then, you don't see him getting killed. You no. sort of see it off. You know, hear the gunshot off the screen. I know that he kills Takagi. You know, you see the blood splatter, whatever. But even it's like, well, again, like you said, I think it, because it's a kid, and you didn't. I just didn't see it coming at all. I must admit, even though I've seen the film, I, I genuinely <laughs> didn't remember it, which no, is so weird. Um, so yeah, and then um, uh, mob boss finds out that his son's uh, dead. He does uh, not believe it was an accident. No. <coughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so back in the dorm, and um, this is where I started to notice they are at different points, different students in various states of undress, mm. um, because there's there's one in his pants, and then there's one who's not wearing anything apart from his pants. Yeah. There's there's one wearing his shirt and some pants. They are proper budgie smuggling as well, aren't they? It's they not are like boxers or baggy pants. It's like it's like Mister Petrie Junior's gone. Mm. Those pants, yeah. they fit nicely, but they could just be smaller. Yes. But again, quite an emotional scene because uh, this is where they're all crying and yeah. they're sort of all huddled together But and they're looking at his drawings, aren't they? Yeah. Um, which again, I thought was quite well done. Yeah. You know, um, it's quite emotional. Um, Billy, so, break, Billy yeah. breaks down essentially, doesn't he? He just sits in a corner and just starts crying. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know one thing I've learned about um, old Sean Aston since like I mentioned earlier on about Lord yeah. of the Rings, he he does he is a good crier. Yeah, he, he does he, he does, he does like a to... good lip wobble. He's very good at yes. getting. You know when people are sort of sniveling and they go with their bottom lip, he's he's really good at that. <laughs> yeah. Sort of thing. yeah. And uh, so anyway, the retribution is swift at this point because <laughs> and it just <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> You go back to the prison. There's a bit of a riot going on, yeah. uh, you know, because you can tell because there's bog roll being that's on fire being thrown around. <laughs> I don't know why they'd set fire to bog roll, no. but still, oh, especially in these uh, days, uh, fucking hell, stuff like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but then he, uh, they, some another prisoner um, cuts the throat of. Um, yeah, does of, one of the guards open all of the jail cells? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, which yeah. allows someone to walk up to Enrique. And slash his throat. Yeah. And throw him off the balcony. Yeah, just for good measure. They do like their two-step things here, don't they? It's like gun, (laughs) bazooka, throat slash, throw off. Yeah. 
It sort of reminds me of, um, oh, what was it? I think it was Code of Silence with Chuck Norris. And that was the first time I ever heard the term a Colombian necktie, um, <laughs> which apparently is a bit where, the, you know, the Colombians would cut somebody's throat and then pull the, the tongue out. Yeah. Did I say that right then? Tongue. Tongue, tongue. Yes. Oh, pull oh, the tongue. It's early in the year. I'll let you have <laughs> Okay. So, because I've had this conversation with my wife and she thinks I say it wrong as well. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so anyway, then there's an assault that's about to happen. Um, at this, all kind of kicking off at this point, isn't yeah. it, at the school? Because um, uh, they signal to the window and Billy's not having it. He's lost all confidence at the, this point about yeah. their plan. Are they doing Morse code? Because it was suggested there in the film they should do Morse code from the uh, window. And they say no one knows Morse code. But then yeah. they are actually doing something with a mirror. See, I think they were just flash, flashing a light to sort of signal that they understand what's going on, but then it wouldn't how, mean anything, how, would it? No, someone could. if someone flashes at me three times, I don't know what word that is. Mm, That's yeah. why Morse code exists, I suppose, but they've already said that I don't know anyway. Let's not look yeah. at it logically. Let's just look at their communicating with the army. Yes. And uh, Ricardo, at this point, he's just in some black pants. Um, and um, one of the kids, I don't know if it's Yogurt or one of the younger kids, he's on his hands and knees and he's standing right next to him. <laughs> and, uh, it just attracted my eyes and I was thinking, oh, my God, you know, if I was that young kid, I'd move away. I wouldn't yeah. be sort of like, he's, he's probably about, I don't know, six inches away from his crotch. I was thinking, God almighty. Um but yeah, and so the kids, you know, kind of, they all pulled together at this point, yeah. didn't they? They pull, they pull Billy back into the fray, and then Operation Chip Swap is on. Yes, and that you know they, they kind of it, it is a bit like the A Team at this point, right? Okay, yeah. we've got a lot, lot of work to to do. You know what I mean? Um, so next day, uh, the power's been cut, yes. and Luis Luis is. Uh, a bit sort of unhappy about this. Find out what's going on. The FBI is saying, "Oh, it's just a, it's a, it's a general outage, you know, and uh, we'll get it fixed." And he says, "All right, you've got one hour." Yeah. Um, and after, the, if it's not done in one hour, I kill a hostage every fifteen minutes. Mm, Again, um, nice, simple. You know where you stand. Yeah, uh, and the kids are having breakfast uh, at this point, so it's like breakfast time. Um, and then Billy bacon and, and scrambled eggs, no less. I thought that as well at this point. I was thinking, oh, I could eat some of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so Billy and one of the younger kids, um, they go into the bathroom. It's Yogurt and, and his they... mate in it. So it's, is it him, Yogurt and Ted or Derek, whichever one Yogurt isn't? Yeah, they go into the bathroom, don't they? Because yeah. so their plan is to use the vents to climb from the toilet into the head's office yeah. so that they can start to... Uh, you know, mess around with the bomb and yeah. swap the chips and, and whatever. They, yeah, they tell not yogurt to basically, yeah, keep the water running. If there's any problem, turn the tap off. Yes, because then they, they uh, won't, they'll hear the fact there's no running water when they get to the vent. And if the tap's running, they know it's safe to come down. And if it's off, they know they're not allowed to come down yet, which is quite clever, actually. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, so at this point, Snuffy feigns um, an asthma attack. Yes. Um, and so they uh, they then get into the head's office, um, and yeah, Luis, they yeah they call Louise to the the um, canteen to check out we, we fucking wheezy snuffy yeah <laughs> yeah and and they're all around him and he's kind of you know like I said they get the file don't they and check yeah. because uh, like um, 
the the head says like yeah he's got a history of health problems you know he needs a doctor he needs an ambulance etc etc and so they get the file they check it out and then he's got his asthma he's got his inhaler um and then there's this whole conversation and panic about the chip colors not being the same yeah Um, looking for a red chip to swap with another red chip but there's no red chip in the remote receiver in the office there's only a blue chip because billy's in the office doing the chip swap and yogurt's got his head poking out of the um ventilation uh guiding him but then obviously the chip colors are different so he goes that must be it yeah uh how does he know how to defuse a bomb like i said i know you said it was insane but it's like how does he know swap this chip and it's just just a receiver chip isn't it they're all the same they're all red apart from this one that's blue yeah it must be the same just the blue one and it turns out it is yeah yeah they um, swap they swap the receiver from the plane uh and the bomb so they swap them around because mm-hmm. we, because I'm fucking Wheezy, I'm calling him Wheezy. Yeah, because Wheezy, call him Wheezy. Wheezy keeps looking at Louis, Louise's arm bracelet thing, and he can because it's got a red light on it that says armed. And while uh, Louise is looking at this, this Wheezy having his attack, it goes off. So then he knows that the swap has taken place. When it comes back on again, he knows that it's been successful because otherwise mm. the bomb would have gone off and it'll be dead. Mm. Um, and so that's all going on, and then. Uh, there's another terrorist that's coming into the uh, the head's office. It's the so, um, yeah, it's total recall fellow, isn't it? Yeah, so he has to dive behind the the, the desk and hide underneath it, um, and then he buggers off, uh, and then he, they climb back into the vent. And again, this is kind of when I was sort of said or noticed about you know um, Sean Aston. You know, he actually does pull himself up. He yeah. jumps and pulls himself up into the vent, which again you think, well, you know. They didn't have to necessarily show that scene or him doing yeah. it, but you know, fair, fair play, play to him. Because yeah. it's not; it wouldn't be easy to do that. Well, no. it would be for a well, you'd imagine he would what be about eighteen, you know. Yeah. But um, I'd have more of a I'm chance lo- then, I think, than I would now, to be honest. <laughs> looking too, at that, too thinking, many cracking limbs. I think would be the biggest difference. Yeah, see, I'd be sneaking round, and they he'd be hearing my ankles cracking. <laughs> so, as soon as you crouch down, they hear the the twisted crunch of your knees shattering. When- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, but then we, we, once, once he's hidden and he's back up in the pipe, we cut to the Dean again, because the Dean is now coming in with the military, because you see the Dean, you'd see the Dean go through the pipe, the same pipe that, um, uh, Billy went through earlier. So for some reason, oh no, sorry, no, he's at the pipe, isn't he? And the the army have already gone. Because he he wants to go with them, but they won't let him. But he decides to it anyway. (laughs) And you see the two roof guards, they get sniped, they get deadified, and then the army move in. I did like this, the fact that while they're moving in underneath where they've sniped these two people on the roof, one of the bodies slithers down a bit and it drops a grenade onto the army people and blows them up. <laughs> yeah, uh, and because uh, he's not quite dead. And also, <laughs> it just it, it doesn't blow them up, but it, just, you can see, it fucks up their legs because yeah. you can see that they've got like you know, gaping wounds on yeah. their legs and stuff like that. And they're all a bit messed up. Um, so obviously, you know, they hear the grenade go off at this point. Um, and so, you know, the, the Luis is on alert at this, you know, and, and he's seeing what's going on. Um, and, uh, you know, they suspect that there's, a, there's something happening. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, they, 
terrorist goes to use the bathroom, yeah. which is where yogurt and his mate are. Oh, it's not yogurt, is it? Because yogurt's with Billy, so this is not, oh, sorry, this is okay. not yogurt. Right. Okay. So not not yogurt's just stood by the tap. <laughs> And the, the terrorist comes in, not yogurt shits himself. Well, he doesn't shit himself. He follows the plan. Well, he, t- he, he turns, he turns the, tap the tap off, off doesn't he? And then yeah. leaves quietly, not thinking that the terrorist is having a piss and he's going to wash his hands. So the yes. terrorist, you know, does his wiggles his willy off and then zips himself up and goes over to the sink, <laughs> and starts washing his hands. And obviously, Billy and yogurt are up above in the vent. They stop. They can hear the water. So yogurt climbs down. Terrorist is sat there with a gun because he sees them in the mirror climbing out of the vents. And then Billy jump jumps down. Whoops, Terrorist still there with a gun. So they're they're in a bit they've got a bit of bother. But Ricardo then comes in. And then Billy jumps the terrorist and grabs him from behind. And then he, between the three of them, they manage to smash him around the face with a gun. Mm. Yeah, knock him out. Um and uh, so uh, he he knocks out another terrorist uh with a pan, because he's doing his pots and pans duty or yes. you know to try that's and trick the same, them that's the same person you know the one who said earlier please come now he goes puzzle pans what's puzzle pans yeah was that was that in um, subtitles no ah right now because uh he actually says when he says puzzle pans actually comes up as p-o-z-a-n-p-a-n-s puzzle pans <laughs> no way yep. oh, that's awesome yeah because um, he explains to him what pots and pans are, uh, yeah. you know, and why he's doing them. Uh, but then he twats him around the head with one, doesn't he? Yeah. Sorry, another one down. Yeah. Um, so then um, there's a, a, more terrorists being taken out at this point, yeah. uh, and he gets taken out by an attack helicopter. One of oh, them does. Oh yeah, it's the, it's the uh, Total Recall fellow, isn't it? He's on the roof because he yeah. sees the other two are dead. Uh, two helicopters in the background, so he opens and get, he gets his bazooka out, and then lo and behold, a fucking great Apache or whatever just comes up in right in front of him. So there's a third helicopter, and that <laughs> shreds the fuck out of him like Ed Two O Nine. Yeah, uh, and so he's he's knackered now. Mm. Uh, Chopper takes out some more. Um, so slowly but surely, the terrorists are being sort of nailed at this one point. Of them's aren't really, they? Another brutal one. Did you see? Oh, who's the, what's the black kid's name? Uh, because he ju- he jumps another uh, one. Hank. In the ca- he jump- Hank jumps another one in the canteen, and he's laid on his back, and he just grabs his head, like the front oh, of his sm- head, and yeah. he's just smashing the back of his head into the floor like four or five times. Yeah, like, um, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so uh, Billy's taking all the everyone to the, the basement. Yeah. Which is where their hideout was, where they were listening to the sex call, um, and it's it's a full full on assault now. There knows. are hundreds of them. Yeah, <laughs> loads of soldiers smashing into the school and, and swinging it's all through going windows, on. lowering from gunships. There's about a fucking hundred of them. It's amazing. Yeah. It's like where do these all come from? Fair enough. Yeah, and then um, uh, so Sean Aston's got a machine gun at this point, and he's hiding, isn't he? And yeah. Luis comes in, and he's hiding behind a door, and so Luis kind of initially walks back out, but yeah. then smashes the door into him, doesn't yeah. he? And again, it's like a, it's him doing it. There's yeah. no look, what's looked like padding. Uh, you know, it kind of knocks him, uh, you know, to the floor for a few seconds, and then grabs him, takes him as hostage. Um, and and at this point, um, Louis Gossett Jr.'s got a gun, and he's climbing up to get into the office. Um, and I, the one thing I noticed about this is the music is quite relentless at this point. It's yeah. like, it's proper, you know, the, the, again, the review sort of said, oh, it's patriotic, you know, nonsense or whatever. Well, but it sometimes is... it's too cheerful as well, though. It's weird. 
Yeah. The soundtrack weird in places, but anyway. It is going on, like, you know, like along with all the tension and everything else. Um, he's, uh, he's seen, you know, from the outside of the office what's going on. Luis is about to push the button. He does push, push the button, but it sets off <laughs> the plane. The plane. <laughs> so he's pissed off. Um, and he goes, to, you know, to put the gun to Billy's head. And, and Billy just goes, I'm sorry, you yeah. know, kind of thing. Um, and then... Uh, Louis Gossett Jr. breaks into the window. Break, break, he's s- fucking flying through that window like a bullet. He'd be ripped to ribbons, but yeah. fine. Until he gets the, shot in the heart. There's a Yeah, so there's a slight second delay because yeah. he pulls his gun up to shoot Louise. Yeah. Louise shoots first, and then um, you don't see where the bullet... Or you don't see if he's been hit at this point. Um, but then... Um, it wasn't Louis Gossett Jr.'s bullet, was it? It no, was one of the soldiers. It, yeah, as, they as, in, t- yeah. as 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 uh, the people, the, the army just break through the door. Gossett jumps through the window. That distracts Lewis, who turns round, shoots Gossett, and obviously one of the army fellas shoots him in the skull. And you see a and it's, wonderful fucking bullet hole from the front. It's amazing, isn't yeah. it? It's like a proper, like he's got a proper hole in his head yeah. at this point. Um, and then, so, you know, it pans down to um, Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah. And you find out he, he has been shot. He's been shot in the chest rather close to his heart. It's like, yeah. And I'm thinking, he's going to die here. Um, and potentially, it might have been a bit of a downer. Yeah. But I don't know whether the film would have been a bit better if he had died. I don't know. Well, I think I mean, they should have actually shot him in the shoulder. Because the next thing you see, he's walking out with Billy. Yeah, he's got a bandage around his shoulder, and he's he's not walking too badly because he had a f- massive hole in his chest. Mm. I think I, I, I'm wondering if if obviously the squib which went pop when he got shot. I wonder if it moved slightly because it did seem to it did does look like it should have been like top of the shoulder, mm. which would still hurt and cause damage. But where he was at, where where it went pop on him, that would cause some serious organ damage. Yeah, because like uh, it does look like he gets shot near the heart, yeah. and you're thinking, oh, he's fucked here, because of even with the way he's speaking, yeah. you know. Um, so then, like you know, um, Billy's carrying him out, and and he's also got bandages on his on his forearms as well. I noticed, yeah. Which you know, like you said, when he smashes through the windows, I'm guessing they did that for nah, maybe, you know. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so he apologises to him for being a pain in the ass, uh, and you know for being an asshole. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and at this point, you know they actually like each other yeah. properly. Well, you know he asks I mean? him, he goes, "Well, I'm still on pot and pan." You know, does that mean I don't have to do pots and pans anymore? And Dee's like, "Oh hell no, you're still doing that." Yeah, but you uh, might graduate. Yeah. Uh, and then he's uh, he's outside. His mates are looking for him, and then they have a bit of a reunion kind of thing. Yep. And the camera swoops up into the sky, and that's it. That's, yes, that's um, toy nice soldiers. Quick ending. Now, you know, I'm so glad they didn't do anything where like, oh, the parents come in and they're all reunited with their parents, and yeah, Billy's dad turns up and he forgives him or anything like that. No, pals are together. They're all happy. Apart from Joey, he's dead. Um, <laughs> God yeah. knows what else the mafia are doing. But it doesn't matter. That situation's now over. Everyone's dead. Um, I mean, I don't know how Billy's going to graduate. That school's being closed, simple as. So he ain't going to graduate from that school. They're reopening that anytime soon. There's a lot of windows to replace. A lot of dead terrorists to get rid of. But mm. fine. Fine. Yeah. Quick ending. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Um, 
So, as we've mentioned, neither of us have seen it for a very long no. time. And if you know, you've got this far into the show, uh, then, you know, neither of us could remember much about it at all. There's, in fact, some of the key scenes I couldn't remember happening no. <laughs> at all. So that was my memory of, of it. Um, so what did you think then? I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, I nice. Thought, I thought it started amazingly by starting with some weird Colombian film where you elbow someone out of a win, a woman out of a window, and then you have a skydiving priest plummeting. Uh, it just had, it had those little scenes. That one, the what, the border crossing where they shoot the people, then set the corpses on fire. It, it, I don't know. It's, it's such a weird mashup of a film where it's kind of half three. Half of it's almost like a school buddy film. I was not going to say comedy because it's not. But then when it does get into the action, it's pretty brutal in places. And uh, mm. I, really, I, really, I really liked it. it was really yeah. Good. So it's weird because I, I, I seem to remember sort of maybe thinking it was a bit boring when I watched it when, yeah. as a kid. But then at that point, like, you know, it's in Die Hard, you know, and, and uh, you know, Die Hard kind of created its own genre of film, didn't it? After yeah. that. Um, so it, it's like, well... But now I think I appreciated it a lot more for the the, the tension. The you know the it was a the kids like I mentioned they're not you know they use their sort of like um, their brains as much as yeah, they use. They are their, you actually know. quite clever. Yeah, um, you know I liked the fact that Sean Astin did a lot of his own stunts, yeah. and, well if not all of them. Um, you know quite like Louis Gossett Jr. You know he's generally always watchable in you know he's got that sort of presence about him. You know and well he's a bit daft in places like we mentioned. Yeah. You know uh, but it I actually really enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it surprised me how much I enjoyed it and I'm I think it's a weird one, isn't it? Because if you think about it, like. It's teenage boys, isn't it? In a school, yeah. there's there's some action in it. It's quite brutal. There's some swearing. So because I admit, I thought I couldn't remember all, any of the violence or no, the swearing. So, so it's like I kind of half expected it to be a bit of a kids' film. But like I said, Die Hard in a school. I, so you're I almost was kind of PG rated Die Hard. Yeah, you know. so it'd be sanitised, it'd be, yeah. you know, there wouldn't be any swearing or any violence or anything like that. And then within the first couple of minutes, you're getting a woman chucked out of a window <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then a, a judge thrown out of a helicopter for no reason. Yeah. Um, and and so it, it did surprise me. Actually, I suppose how, that's why it's odd, isn't it? Because it's quite, I don't know what rating it was when it came out, but... It, 15 I would imagine probably yeah but, yeah but but what audience would it have been aimed at that's I what I'm, I yeah. think that's the point I'm making because it's like well um I mean you know saying that I mean Die Hard 2 came out I think the year earlier in 1990 yeah. so I remember watching that at the cinema and I was again I would be 14 um and so it, it's like I'd watch films like that um but this bit you know being like young men rather than you know a, a cop or whatever yeah, but and it's like when you're like 15 would... 16 you're not thinking oh i want to watch 15 and 16 year olds beat terrorists because i want to aspire no. to be that no so for someone to look up to someone of that age they have to be considerably younger and that's younger than the audience that were allowed to see the film in the first place exactly so it wouldn't have been necessarily like if i if, if this film would have come out now I don't think I'd have gone out and watched it. Do you know what I mean? No. Because it's like I would have thought, oh, it's just a load of kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, this one couldn't come out now. It's far too vicious. Yeah. Um, 
So it's a weird one, um, you know, in terms of, well, who's the audience for yeah. this film? So, um, but I'm really glad that I went back and watched it because it, I actually did really enjoy it. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, it, I, mean, it did I did look at the me. clock to see how long I'd watched and I was amazingly surprised that I'd already, I'd been watching it for like one hour, 15 minutes. Mm. And I was like, shit, I thought, I thought it had been on for about 35 minutes. Yeah, it didn't drag. It no. didn't drag for me at all. No, no. And it, awesome. it does. It, <laughs> I did like the fact that it kind of. Uh, what's the one with? Um, oh bollocks! I can never remember the name of the film. Uh, that film we watched where someone jumps on a plane, throws a grenade into a plane. Um, Sam oh, Elliot. Biggles. No, Sam, oh no! Oh, oh no! Um, uh, oh, Blue Jean Cop. Yes. Yeah. In the same way that Blue Jean Cop suddenly shat the bed with 10 minutes to go and just decided it had to get everything in to end the film. This kind of does a similar thing, yeah. sort of. Although there's more before it, but it is just like a case of, fuck, we've only got 15 minutes left of runtime. Quick, get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Awesome. Ooh. We did get uh, a couple of contributions with this. So, uh, one being amazing from Dave, I have to say. Uh, and then uh, another one from Twitter. So, sh- shall I read out Dave's? Yeah, go for it. This was his, because he told us sort of privately, or we just had a general conversation on WhatsApp, and he sort of told us about his experience of watching it, which was. Uh, I watched it at a drive in in Canada back on its release in, in 1991. I mean, that's already pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, Myself and a mate got snuck in there in the boot of a car to save some dollars. (laughs) That was after we'd both stood on the car rear bumper, desperately holding onto the roof as the driver, who was high as a kite after stopping off at a drug house, just like you see in the movies, floored it. And what was promised as some slow car surfing suddenly turned into a life or death situation. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, so there you go. He didn't remember anything about the film. <laughs> but no, he didn't. <laughs> surprisingly. Um, so there you go. Cool. Yep. We've got one more video from At One Fanty Son. Yes. Who has simply put, I love this movie and it's a movie that I need to add to my collection. Well, there you go. Fantastic. Awesome. Okay, doke. So for the next pick then, like Ooh. I said, I'm in two, two minds here. So... Um, I'll, rather than sort of like saying heads or tails or pick one or two, I'll let you pick the year. Uh, so we are either going to 1987 or 1989. Uh, oh, the agony you, of choice. Um, you decide. Oh, I'm trying to think of other films that might have come out. Uh, right, let's go 89. You didn't say 89, did you? I did, 89. Did. Yes, go 89. there you go. 89, I would have been 10. Sounds like a good year to me. Yeah, cool. Right, so um, mm-hmm. this was directed by Philip Noyce. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and in it, you have um, Sho Kasugi. Yes. Okay. Um, Meg Foster. Mm-hmm. Brandon Call. Right. I don't uh, know, Pete. I'm never going to get one of these. Okay. Well, no, 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 ca- carry on. I might get it, though. You'll definitely get one of them. Uh, Terry O'Quinn. Okay. No. Okay. And finally, Rutger Hauer. Ooh. Go on. It is uh, Blind Fury. Ah. Have you seen it before? Once. Oh, awesome. Once. There you go. I like it. I like those kind of ones. Why, either that you've never seen before or you've only ever seen them once. Mm. 
so that this will be fun, I reckon. Yes. Uh, so yes, uh, in our next show, we will be chatting about Blind Fury from 1989. Um, and looking forward to that one so there you go that was awesome really enjoyed that it's good to be back yeah um you know we've uh i said we had a little bit of a break but um with the way things are at the minute i'm sure we'll be recording more of these shows (laughs) (laughs) so um and uh we've we've spent pretty much a couple of hours talking about um toy soldiers so yeah yeah, if you uh, haven't seen the film go i know we've spoiled it for you but sorry um but we we do say to people if you know watch the film before you listen to us i would imagine i would hope that people would do that rather than you know uh listening to us first and then watching the film um so there you go uh right if you want to uh follow us i'm at dastardly jabby on twitter uh, where are you? I am at Eight Mutterings. And uh, go to the 60MW website, which is 60MW.co.uk. Um, there is a contact us page. If you want to send us a little email, uh, you can just fill in the form, which is on the website. Um, oh, God, what is it on Twitter? I always get this right. It's because I'm not really looking at Twitter much these days, <laughs> trying to avoid it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so oh, trying to get it up here. So 60, uh, yeah, 60 MW podcast is the Twitter handle because Dave closed off the old one and um, there's loads of prizes. I mean, uh, Dave's got loads to give away um, at the moment. So then, you know, we gave away loads of games before Christmas and DVDs and all sorts of stuff, didn't we? So, but there you go. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. It's been cool. And um, we'll see you next time for some Blind Fury. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Spinning cut